What's up? Welcome to For the Record episode number 41. Um, yeah, you know, I never know how to start these things. I always think that I'm going to do some big, crazy introduction, and then I just look like a, an idiot sitting in a room, uh, sitting here and uh, talking to myself. That That's chaos theory. No, nobody? Jurassic Park? Not a single person? All right, whatever. Anyway, um, God, sorry. It's been a long day. Uh, been a really long day. Um, and again, I sound insane sitting here by myself, talking to myself. Anyway, um, hope everybody's having a great week. Um, it is Wednesday, and at the time of this, or if you're listening to this at another day, I can go fuck myself. I really don't know what day it is if you're listening to this on uh, Sunday or w- whatever. Um, Clearly, the coffee's gotten to me today. Um, anyway, I'm going to get straight to this. This is, epi- this is episode 41. Um, this was a very different episode from what I'm used to doing. And I say it because um, this is someone... I've had people that I know on the podcast before, and I've had people that have come and done it. Um, but it was a little bit different in the sense that we went for two hours uh, this is a guy named Robbie Bancroft. I have known Robbie for many years since I was since I was a teenager. Um, he was in a band called Five Characters in Search of an Exit, and I they were really heavy and a lot of fun to watch. Um, we address that a lot in this podcast. But he was he started this thing called Bay Area Bandstand, which is kind of like a it, it it's like a it's a you'll you'll hear more about it obviously, but it's targeted mainly towards the Bay Area only and towards mainly towards local bands and rising acts, which I thought was very unique. Um, and he was like, we got to do it. We got to do a podcast. We got to do this thing. And so we recorded it, um, both with audio and with video for his channel and for their website. So there should be a video that should be going up this week at the time of recording. I'm not sure when it's set, but it'll be going up soon. Um, but this was a long episode, but it was beautiful because we were sitting at his house out on the porch. Um, and his house is like right by the water. So it was, it was just, it it was, you could hear the ocean. I don't know if it picks up on the, the episode or anything, but it, it was a lot of fun and it was really nice and it was good to catch up with someone. That's probably also why it went for two hours because we hadn't seen each other. Um, in years and we hadn't really talked to each other other than like just a moment at a show or whatever it may have been but it it was a lot of fun Um, and I really liked um, I really liked this chat and what it came out to be Uh, we goofed around a little bit so there's some there's some funny jokes that we make and little things like that so I hope you guys enjoy this this was and I also say it was different because there isn't it wasn't a celebrity guest, which is what I've been trying to get a lot. I've also started to reach out outside of the um, celebrity aspect and the people that I don't know to the people that I do know and the people that I've become friends with um, over the years. Um, whether they're famous or not, it doesn't matter to me. And uh, had them on the show. And uh, this was one of the, the first bigger cases um, in which I'd done that. And I'm, I'm pretty proud of this episode. I, I had a lot of fun. Again... It's two hours, as I've said. It, okay, about an hour and forty-five minutes, but let, let's let's say two hours, um, just to round it up evenly. Um, so anyway, I hope you enjoy episode number forty-one with Robbie Bancroft of Bay Area Bandstand and formerly Five Characters in Search of an Exit. Um, we also, just to put this out there, we have an episode coming out next week. We've got one coming out um, Friday that I'm working on um, with another band that's uh, to be announced. Um, 
But next week we have comedian, um, I can't believe I guess this, we have comedian Jimmy Pardo on the show from the Never Not Funny podcast. He was the warm-up comedian on Conan O'Brien for many years. Um, he he was fucking phenomenal. We recorded that episode today, and it was it was so much fun. Um, anyway, you'll hear about that all next week when it goes up. Um, but here is Robbie Bancroft. board that I usually use when I do stuff like that. Um, it's about it's about yay big. It's about as big as my uh, MacBook, and it's nothing. Um, it's portable and it's really good, but there's it requires other outlets. It requires a bunch of other cables. Kind of like I'm still a real good setup. yeah. Um, it's it's semi portable, and I I bring it. I've brought it to shows before, and it works. But if I'm doing that, and then I'm photographing, and um, that's two bags of things to carry yeah. and it's not always <laughs> ideal so sometimes this works um and it's worked out pretty well um and particularly um like within you're usually sitting in this proximity so it's never it picks up nicely it's never bad because um, we only did like one or two like before bobby kind of bailed on it but we did one with like joseph the little envy and i just yeah recorded it off the eddies into yeah GarageBand. GarageBand is great. It works. <clears throat> I have a lot. I have Logic Pro, but I the Logic Pro has been more for just I use that more as a songwriting tool um, than anything. Um, but no, I've uh, I've been using um, I've, I've used GarageBand for this just because it it doesn't really require anything. I mean, a, a podcast is just it's two people talking. I don't throw in weird sound effects or anything like that. So all right. you, <laughs> uh, yeah, all you do is you just put um, put in the audio and then if I throw in, if I tag like a song on it, I can do that and then I just put a little bit of compressor on right. it and then it just works. And it sounds good. I've always been pretty happy with it. And then the mixing board adds another little layer to it. And so now I'm just monitoring. I like it. Can you take a picture of us? In the, I feel like we always do it for all the interviews. Yes. You want my phone or yours? Okay. This will be my version of test, test. <laughs> no worries. No worries, man. I guess one horizontal, one vertical. I don't know what to do anymore because social media has changed so yeah. much. So like, <laughs> <laughs> you could get more of the camera too, more of like a... Remember like the one I sent you of Joel and... Yeah, Nick? yeah, yeah. some inception shit like <laughs> when he smiles that's how he knows he's got it <laughs> did that um how did that interview go with Joel yeah that was cool uh it went well Nick took it cause we, oh yeah sometimes I'll do it and sometimes Nick will do it yeah 
but uh, we have different styles. But what I liked that Joel kind of recognized is uh, he wasn't like so on like the the internet celebrity Joel. He was more of like real, like giving yeah. real answers. Yeah. Uh, so he's actually editing the first part. So I'll send it over to you when it's oh, ready. Oh, sweet. Yeah. I think it was important to do it for him just because he's getting kind of old and he's moving on. <laughs> so like we want the younger <coughs> generations to kind of know. Sorry, Joel. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, he, he said it. Not, but that's the reason I'm doing these too. Yeah. But like, yeah, yeah he was uh, super cool. And um he gave a lot of good advice, and uh, I I think it's probably <coughs> one of the best ones we've done so far because yeah. kids will actually listen to him because he's still there, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, and he's done so much. I mean, yeah, I knew and he's his, about to do a lot more, which I, is cool. I knew his name, like, far before I ever even, like, far before I even really jumped into the scene. It was, it was, yeah. it was Andrew's name, and it was his name. That's Those are the only All two names. All we knew is we had to I play knew. with Arsene Scala Girls and then meet Joel. <laughs> and we, and that, if you think about five characters, that was the whole, <laughs> that was kind yeah, of our whole yeah. run. <laughs> So. Well, I remember you guys. Um, what was the um, uh, you got? I well, your name. The name of that band attracted me um, because not because it was like a long band name or anything, but because it was the name of a Twilight Zone yeah. episode. And I was a whole. I loved that show so much, um, and I figured that's that's. I figured that's where you guys got it from, right? Yeah. So okay. uh, we're just fucking rolling. Let's do it. Uh, the, the that's how uh, I do it. <laughs> the. Um, the number twelve looks like you was a band we were looking up to. I don't know if you ever heard of them, but they were they kind of like Maybe. paved the way for like this weird like mathcore grindcore like heavy heavy low low looked up to them like yeah. So when they yeah. played, uh, I, was, I I was like okay we're gonna be a hardcore band now. I like I went to the cave, and the first show I ever saw at the cave was R.C. All the Girls, So Help Me God, Heavy Heavy Low Low, and Capistrano. Yeah. And there was just hundreds of kids. They were just jumping off of the freaking yeah. state. And I was like, okay, I'll start a band like this tomorrow. Because my <laughs> other band was like covering Fall Out Boy and shit. And we were just like, all right, I, w- I want to do this. So uh, I was like, what are, how do people name bands in this world? And they're like, oh, well, like the only thing you do is like, you're not supposed to have a number in your name anymore because it's, it's played out and it's not supposed to be super long. So I was like, okay. I didn't even know that. Well, back in the day, everything was Blink 182, Matchbox 20. Mm-hmm. Like, so it's mm-hmm. like, and then, you know, long names. Like, for too long. Yeah. So. I was like, okay, let's just have a long. Let's do. Let's do what you're not supposed to do. Let's have a long ass name with a number in it. And so I was like, okay, how did you know certain bands get named? And then we're like, oh, number twelve looks like you, is actually um, an episode of Twilight Zone. Also. Oh yeah. Okay. So I watched the episode and then I just googled like different names and I'm scrolling down to see which one like pops out at me, looking for a long one with a number in it. And all of a sudden I see like on Wikipedia. It says December twenty second, like nineteen sixty five. Yeah. Um, five characters in search of an exit, and my birthday is December twenty second. So oh, I was that's like, oh, right. That's a sign. That sounds like a cool ass name. Yeah. I click it. It turns out it's based off of the play five or five authors or five characters in search of an author. Okay. And uh, Toy Story actually is based off of the episode. Yeah. That would. That, and I was like, I yeah. love Toy Story. <laughs> I love Twilight yeah. Zone, and it's my birthday. Uh, you know, I asked Gino because he was our he was our street cred hardcore kid. And yeah. He's like, yeah, let's fucking do it. So you know, we became five characters in search of an exit. That was such. And a, then uh, we yeah. just fucking went from there. Yeah, that was <laughs> such a trippy episode of that show too. If you did, you ever see it? Yeah, okay. I, 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 I watch it all the time. Um, okay, cool. Because if you Google, if you YouTube us or Google us, like those are the two things that. Pop oh yeah. Up. <laughs> but that like I've always wanted to do a music video kind of like that, or just keep that in mind, like you know, not to ruin it for anyone, but like. People are stuck in like a cylinder. It's a bunch of different characters. Very like you know, there's a general, there's like a ballerina, there's like a clown, and a couple other characters. Yeah. 
and they're just in the cylinder have no idea what they're doing and so they just try to like band together to try to get out and finally like one of them i think the general ends up getting out of the cylinder they have no idea where they are i think they think they're like in purgatory or something yeah and when they fall out it zooms out and it's like you know uh it's like new york it's all like wintry and it's christmas time and then a little girl reaches down and picks up the doll and puts it back in the cylinder Mm -hmm. So if you don't know what teen angst is like, or oh, <laughs> what man. it's like, that, that's kind of how we, how we went from there. So. That's awesome. Yeah, um, I love that episode. When you started doing, were you singing at the time? Because you, you said the old band you were in did, like, Fall Out Boy, and you were doing stuff like that. Were you singing, or were you? Yeah, doing... I was always a front man, always okay. singing. Uh, I always wanted to play music growing yeah. up. I just never had the patience, or maybe, and I was always playing baseball or something, so yeah. <laughs> playing guitar was, like, not cool. But when I got to high school, I was like, you know, sport. I'm not going to be a jock my whole life. You know, I was getting more into, like, uh, leadership and you know playing in the prom or you know being like a drama kid like I just loved the arts so much yeah but I was so behind everyone who started playing guitar that you know they kind of needed like a front man so a couple guys like recruited me into their little pop punk band and uh you know Fall Out Boy was really popular there and that's kind of when I discovered like the starting line like the best of me album must have just came out oh, that's great album. and I was like that bleach blonde haired kid wearing Abercrombie and they were too <laughs> so I was like holy shit like I can combine my two, two worlds and and you know not be made fun nice. of so yeah, uh, the starting line, uh, saves the day, all that, taking back Sunday, and I discovered that because before that I was just listening to like you know TRL. Yeah, MC, it's whatever. Yeah, Limp it's literally. Biscuit, like, yeah, it's like whatever they showed you on that was on MTV. Yeah. At the so time. and then you know this is when we're still buying CDs and shit. So it's like you're not discovering music nowadays. It's just in commercials. It's everywhere. And you how scary is it? it so. How scary is it that um, we're able to now say that. We used to go to Hot Topic when they sold CDs in the store. I used to work at Hot Topic. So did I. <laughs> and so that's, that's a horrifying sentence. Yeah. I think I worked at the one in downtown the, the last year before it closed. And it was supposed to be like a hybrid Hot Topic. It was like, no, this is the one that sells CDs. And I was like, no, you're not going to be selling CDs. Yeah, like, so we'd sell a lot of records. but Yeah, the records still Nine also, times out of ten, yeah. it's, you know, ru- the rubber bases. Rubber bases, <laughs> yeah, which bring still me to the dance floor. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, that and belts, was and the studded that belts. was an interesting and Adventure Time T-shirts. Oh yeah, all of that. Show. Well, th- I mean, the Adventure Time stuff is still big. Yeah, and like, I still watch that. Oh so yeah, it's, it works a, out. it's a hilarious show. Um, you, I remember, kind of. Did, so, did you guys officially disband, or did you, like, how did that kind of come to an end? Because I don't remember you guys ever like disbanding. You just kind of just stopped. Because yeah. I know that everybody kind of went off and just started doing other things. Yeah. So it was never like a we're done it was you guys played a show and you were like yeah I'll see you next time and then everybody yeah just, it's like it's like whew, uh, just I get I get that a lot so there's like a two-part answer to that yeah um, feel free to cut me off whenever but no um, just go for it so I can tell as you're getting older you know priorities kind of shift and like you know it's like five guys were essentially all like for lack of better words like dating each other when you're kind of losing interest and maybe one guy wants to move to Europe or maybe one guy wants to start playing different music like it kind of shows so yeah. if you guys aren't 100% on the same boat, like eventually that boat's gonna sink. But you never plan your own, you know, you don't plan for the boat to sink. Like, you know, you never plan your own funeral. So yeah, actually, exactly. uh, I kind of had an idea it was happening because my, my own self admittedly, my priorities were changing. You know, I was I was trying to open up the restaurant. I was, I was working at Google. So it's like, all of a sudden I kind of looked around, I was like, wow, I'm like adulting super hard right now. But that's fine, you know, you can still play music, but it was more for fun, less for a career. Yeah. And I think there comes a point where, like, okay, am I going to be homeless in a van, and let's fucking do it, let's play Warped Tour until we're dead? <laughs> or, like, hey, can we just get together every once in a while and jam? So I think we all agreed without disagreeing about that. It was just going to be jamming and less serious, because, like, you know, we play San Jose, we, we play out, and it's just, like, for some reason we can never really just 
hit that edge, you know, get yeah. a decent tour, you know, get some more buzz going. So I just, and the material kind of coming in was a little slower. Yeah. So the last show that we played was in Redwood City, and I had a feeling we were going to do, like, um, a final show, but that was actually the final show, and a few of the members kind of were like, yo, we should just call it. And I was like, so that was our last show? And he's like, yeah. I was like, well, I guess that's a good way to go out. It was a great show. We had a good time. Yeah. Like, a lot of my friends and family were there. A lot of, like, my coworkers from, my like, my new life were there. So it was like, yeah. you can't really plan a better one. Plus, I never wanted to be that band that's like, we're breaking up. And then everyone comes out it's like, we're staying together. Yeah, exactly. Like, I think that's worse than not knowing your last show is your last show. So that's kind of how it went down. And we're actually all really good friends now. You know, like, Joseph's doing his thing. And yeah, we're, we're yeah, we're so we're to give him some love. <laughs> and, you know, Dominic's a lot happier. He's, he's doing some, like, indie psychedelic stuff. And then Gino moved to freaking Europe and was just busking in the streets just trying to find himself. And then Jared actually went to Google with me, and now he's working at, like, some, like, startup ad agency that's just, like, killing it right now. So nice. it's like, yeah, maybe we aren't done. It's like when you date that girl and then, you know, you run into her bar a little later, like, hey, do we still got a little spark? So <laughs> yeah. I'd like to think that, you know, we might have some some, some other tricks up our sleeve. But yeah, right definitely. Now, I mean, it sounds like it's a much more, like, less pressure environment in that sense, where it's just yeah. you can kind of, you're, you're free to come back to it wherever, and it's just going to be fun. But, like, I, you guys always had really fun shows whenever you played, Appreciate and they were that. always packed. And, and they were was, always fun. It was, it, yeah, and that's, that's what was awesome. And I think, I mean, was it a hard decision for you guys when you were kind of making <laughs> that, or was it a little heartbreaking, or was it kind of, like, was it more of a relief? Uh, it's definitely stressful. Like, going back to the analogy, it's almost like breaking up with a girl, like, yeah. Maybe you might not, you know, and yeah, it's bad, but, you know, are we going to stay together kind of thing? And then, like, yeah. when someone else kind of makes a decision, it's like, okay, I guess I was kind of waiting for for something to give. Yeah. Um, for me personally, because I can only speak on me, like, uh, I, I lost a lot of, a lot of like, my soul when I stopped creating music. Yeah. So, like, you know, it was just work, 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 like Rihanna song, <laughs> and then, you know, grind. <laughs> and then you're like, why am I, like, I'm doing well, I'm making decent money, like, I have friends, but, like, What's, di- what's different and so I did like some social I was like oh I'm not fucking playing shows on the weekends anymore I'm not like going to San Jose and hanging with my friends it's just, just that like, one little thing yeah you know like I'm not out. I'm not at the real Robbie B anymore <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just Robert Bancroft at gmail.com or google.com yeah, google. like, and I was just like you know and, and like a lot of band guys were there and we're like fuck this is just where you come to die <laughs> like you know this is some people's like crowning achievements and we're just yeah. sitting here like man I wish I was playing the Catalyst right now or like you know the 418 or a yeah. fucking Boys and Girls Club or something so yeah it's been three, four years, and I'm still trying to write music with people just, just to, just to get that fucking that love back or that that passion, and that's kind of why we're doing stuff like this now. We're yeah, like, no, definitely. Um, what was I gonna ask you? I was just about to ask you something. Um, oh, it was about Google. Um, a lot of there were a lot of band people that I knew that like made the jump and still do work at Google, yeah. or they moved, or they they went to companies like that. How do you make the jump from? going into that like from playing shows all the time and doing that into going in and working at a place like google which is because yeah. it seems like an interesting jump it is and i remember <laughs> the f- like one of my first week or two um like oh so what do you do for fun like da-da-da. and i was like oh you know youtube this <laughs> you know and i said i'm five creators and it's our music video like we're going crazy and like i think like uh Andrew's girlfriend Jenna was playing like the damsel in distress and you know we're like tying her up and like you know it's supposed to be like a hard I, I yeah, remember that video yeah so my like my lead like turns around and he's like this is you oh, <laughs> you know <laughs> so it's like Google's super cool they're super open but like when you meet me you don't expect me to be like the hardcore kid like open up this fucking pit like yeah. you know so it's like I've always got off on that fact like I'm like the oxymoron of like your the screaming industry, voice really like, shifts like when I met you you were like hey what's up and it was kind of yeah, it's lower like it is and then you went on and I was like 
what? Yeah, <laughs> like so it was a total and switch, cool. and, and was it was exciting. awesome. Yeah, it was great. That. But uh, yeah, so the you don't really plan the transition, but when I was doing the music thing, I was I was trying to figure out if I was gonna move to LA or not because I was working for like a music and marketing company at the time too. So like we're doing shows, you know, like big budgets, and we're on tour, like the Monster Energy tour, or like we did a. Um, we did VH1 behind, the, not the behind the music, but the unplug, like the VH1 storytellers. I think. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, storytellers. So we did something with Taylor Swift with that. It was Chegg, Taylor Swift, and then my company got you know hired on to kind I of. I never knew it. that. Yeah, because I don't really talk about it. I was never one to like, hey, you know, fucking hashtag here I am like yeah. selfie because like it was just work for me and I was cool. never satisfied. But there's a lot of shit that like I've done, but people have done more, so I don't really talk about it. But yeah. once I kind of hit that ceiling, I was like, okay. Do I want to go to LA? Do I want to like try to break the music scene? Do I base? You know, I was gonna go work for like the agency group or something, or maybe I wanted to, yeah. you know, kind of retire from the band life but help other band mm-hmm. people. But the LA thing didn't work out because simultaneously, you know, we were kind of applying for jobs in here, um, like our team, you know, the pinup guys and all that. And so that's my first job. I was like, okay, I'll try to get a real job. Like, let's just try. Like, the, what we were talking about, we're like, okay, I kind of need money, yeah, but I still want to pursue my passion. And then. Google was launching their Google Shopping Express. Mm-hmm. So everyone was just piling on that. And then I sent in my resume, and they're like, oh, you know, forget about that. We have another one on site. And I'm like, what the fuck's on site? And it, it's on campus. Yeah. You know, it was <laughs> like, it was cool. It was like a nice little, like, not a golden ticket, but like a bronze ticket to like the tech world. So, like, you don't really plan to make the transition, but you can't, I couldn't just stay at home and, you know, I'm a grown ass man. We have, you have to do something. Yeah. So, uh, the music and marketing and like that industry was kind of dying because there's not a lot of money. Like, it's hard. You know, to break that. You know that. Believe me, I (laughs) am in the process of learning all of that right now. You still got some time, though. Yeah. (laughs) So do you. I appreciate that. Yes. But it's, no, but it it never feels like you have enough time. Yeah. No matter what it is But it's never a transition either. You just kind of do it. Yeah, exactly. You just kind of jump into it. And, but it's also like, I don't know. I mean, it's weird. Like when you're sitting there one day and you, like there were days when I would wake up and I would kind of start doing something. But I would always think it would have to be this big, massive, like, um, okay, today's the day. I'm going to do this. Yeah. And then... I'm going to land that gig. Or I'm gonna yeah, I'm going to do this. I'm going to make... I'm going to launch this company in you play 24 it, hours. Yeah, because you play it like it's a movie in your head. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly how you play it. But then you start... Uh, and then you realize and you look back at like I started I started doing DJing a lot more just because I liked yeah. it. And I liked the idea of mixing two songs together. And I just... It was always fun. It was like every song was kind of like... I think it was... I think it was Skrillex that said it in an interview. He there was something that they caught him, but he said when he was trying to explain like how people DJ, he's like, I mean, a lot of people will say it's like pushing buttons, but it's like I think of every song like a different guitar chord, yeah. and then each song and the way that every DJ mixes it is how they choose to play those chords. Yeah. And I was like, that's a really good way yeah. to explain it. And I figured out why I loved it so much. But it's like I didn't really say to myself, I'm gonna get up and I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna go and do this. I just kind of did it yeah, and then you a take few, that first step. and then a few weeks later i was like okay i've got two mixes that's cool <laughs> and um, then you're doing parties and then yeah and then it, yeah and still then doing just, an hour um, um i did it for a while i did it um when i was um i did it when i was in college just because i kind of had more of that freedom and because people wanted it's a good demographic yeah it was a great demographic <laughs> surprisingly <laughs> when, the, when the students are your demographic yeah. it's a good time to go to college <laughs> surprisingly they um i mean i got good responses and i got great shows but a lot more people wanted hip-hop stuff and i was not Stick that to was the roots. yeah that was not well no it wasn't even the okay. roots it was <laughs> the like they, yeah they that. wanted like the they, said hip hop not yeah. the current state. yeah so they wanted the current state of hip hop trying to twerk and you're like hey I I'm swore, trying to work I swear to God okay you'll get you'll get a kick out of this so there was some guy who came up to, so there was this two people that came up when I was playing the show it was 
it's the biggest gig I ever DJed. It was, I guess, um, my college did something. Um, it was for like an LGBT awareness club mm-hmm. that they have on campus, and they they put they host the event, but everybody comes out to it. Like it is, I didn't realize how big of a deal it was. It, it's this event called Rainbow Prom, and it's a That's big a deal. Oh. Yeah, it was a cool name, and sounds I, like some shit we would come up with. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize how big of a deal it was because I'd never been to it, but also because it's the only dance that our school would put on, or like yeah. for anything, because we weren't in high school, so we didn't have dances. But it was the biggest thing, and so. They were like, yeah, it could be like 400 people. And I was like, okay, cool. So like 800 people showed up. And you were the only DJ. I was the only DJ I nice. played for four hours Why straight. Why didn't you invite me? I didn't think, I think we were. See, now was, we're even for that Taylor Yeah, Swift now thing. we're even. Yeah, now we're both even. Yeah, exactly. Um, it was really fun, but there was this moment and I was playing, um, I was playing a lot of mixes and it was getting, like people were singing in every part of it. And so some kid comes up and, um, or this girl comes up with some other guy and she's like, Hey, can I make a request? Can I make a song? And I, the people will come up, and I've just learned like, unless you're like at EPR, or you're at like an actual like, okay, you're DJing for an hour, yeah, then yeah. he goes, then he, it's like nobody's gonna request. But yeah. at those events, like for dances, they're gonna do kind it, and you, mercy. you, if you have it, you can play it. And I, I, just, I managed to make some of them work, but um, this girl came up and I, she was like, could I make a song request? I was like, yeah. She's like, can you guys play something that's good or something? And so, and I'm looking out, and I'm looking at what all the 800 people. <laughs> like, oh, the, and people were dressed up. Okay. And so I'm looking out at the crowd, and there's like 800 people like singing "Shut Up and Dance" by Walk <laughs> yeah, the Moon, or like what, or an EDM song. And I was like, uh, I don't She's know. She's one what to of say. Those, those people. And then her like boyfriend is like, Hey, can you play some like man? I want to hear some real good music, and I want to hear. Some, and I'm like, All right, what do you got? He's like. Like T Pain, Chris Brown, and I'm like, get the fuck off the stage. I literally, <laughs> like, I said what? that to him. I'm just like, go now. I laugh, yeah. I laughed at him. I'm just like, seriously. I like, see those memes online where it's like, you know, DJ requests, and so I'm, I'm sure. Oh it's yeah, hard. <laughs> I've seen stuff like that. But no, it was just, I was literally like, all right, if he came up to me and said like, Tribe Called Quest, Some, N.W.A., yeah, Eminem, so, like something. something like in the root of it, I, I would have been like, back. you know what, I respect you, and I will play something. Yeah. And then I played N.W.A. once, and. Nobody fucking knew who it was, and then they the movie, came. The movie didn't come out. Yet. And then they came out there with the movie, and everybody suddenly wanted that song requested. And I was so like, "There you go. What does that teach you?" I was like, "Oh my god, um, great movie by the way, wonderful movie." I still haven't seen it. Oh, it's it's really it's I really good. I tried to watch it twice on a flight and it never worked out. Yeah, it's it was um, it was in um, I thought it was a well done movie. I mean, obviously they I heard can't. It's inspiring. Yeah, it was very inspiring. I mean, probably something I should watch. they can't show all the grit. They can't show everything. But, I mean, they still did, they didn't clean it up. Like, it was still, there were some, and there were some good scenes in it. Um, and the fact that Ice Cube got his son I to play it. Cool. It looked exactly yeah. like him. It was so crazy. Um, and he still had to, like, try out, like. Oh, yeah, he had to do the whole. That's what they say, but. <laughs> yeah. But at the same, I mean, they, they, the guy who played Dre um, actually looked pretty I Pretty love close him because he's in The Walking Dead. Yeah, and he was just in something else that I watched. I was like, dude, this guy's like, yeah. he's coming up. So. And then the guy, um, I forget his the actor's name, but the guy who played Easy he just knocked it out of the freaking park. Cool. He was so yeah, because I saw him in all the award shows and stuff. Yeah, like, oh, that's cool. It's like the second coming. So. Well, what I loved and kind of going back to what I this might kind of relate to what we were talking about, which is I think for the longest time I kind of thought that fame was a big determinant in success, and I had this talk. I this is it's been a weird three weeks like this is an exclusive (laughs) jared has figured it out (laughs) sort of we're not we're jury still out on that one yet jury's still out on that um but basically i just i for a while i really thought like fame was the biggest determinant in 
in success and making sure that you're successful but at the same time like i would kind of and i was like is that really what this is like does it determine if you're like if you're walking down the red carpet or you're doing something like that does that mean that you're successful and it's like in, in a sense yes it can but you could also you could be one of the people who is counts like at the accounting firm that counts the ballots because they still get to walk down the red yeah. carpet um but like they and, probably make more money doing it yeah <laughs> probably um but it's not even that like you were saying like you guys played locally and yet i saw shows where you had like three to five hundred kids come out and it played like a real tour came out yeah and you guys i mean that's something that i would consider successful um in that endeavor i mean is that something you would consider successful um I mean, that's a good segue because I thought I was gonna hear like some advice. <laughs> now it's up to me, but uh, <laughs> as far as the local scene's concerned, I'm confident in saying that Five Characters was a successful band because I still get messages. I people still tweet me, and it, it's not the joke. It's not jokes. It's like no, yeah, it's, it's the kids we all know, and they're like, "Yo, can we play?" <laughs> or like, you know, there's my friends still in like the Central Valley, like the 209, and they're like, "Yo, can we just get one more show?" Yeah, you know, because like that was more of a hometown to us than they want to the Bay Area for a while, mm-hmm. you know. So it's like. It's funny because you don't realize the impact you're making when it's there. And then when you're like, okay, like you don't know what you got till it's gone. Now that we're gone, now people kind of care a little more. Yeah. But at the same time, like, that just kind of works out the way it's supposed to. But it could have been my own fault, like, just waiting for the, the right opportunity to be like, okay, that's that's our next step. That's what success looks like. Yeah. But, you know, in the music industry, like, that's no one has the formula. So everyone, we're all trying to yeah. figure that out right now. Um we were talking about Joel Haston from Pinup earlier, and yeah. he, he kind of broke it down. Like I was talking to him like off camera after the interview, and he's like, "Yo, when I posted that, um, like that my farewell, like um, from Pinup, I mean, it blew up. People were sharing it. People were sharing their stories with him, and he had no idea he touched that many lives. Yeah, and that's what I get. Like, there's some kids now who are going on tour. Like, I'm gonna shout out Walid again because he gets he gets <laughs> love in everything. But like, like Walid's first hardcore show, like I drove him there with my little brother, and like he's like, "Oh, should I go in?" Like wearing this I was like Wally like I I don't belong here like everyone belongs here <laughs> so like and now that kid's like running the scene there's a couple other guys that like their first show was five characters and that just blows my mind because I, I mean we're all still friends on Facebook so I see them and their success and it's how that they're going you know yeah they're so like successful yes but it's a group effort it's it's the scene more than any one individual band I think that yeah. would be it so it's like it's just the own ecosystem you build, and you don't worry about the famous success. I think yeah. the red carpet is the byproduct of it. Yeah. You know, like. I, and I started to realize that too. I think the the point was, I, I guess the big question was me trying. I think the past few weeks is me trying to figure out what success really means, and I think that was a really good way that you summed it up and kind of how all those th- successes. I guess whatever. I feel like it's success is whatever you make it, and all that comes with it is like all like the red carpets the certain certain kind that's of shows. the dog and pony show you mean yeah that's mm-hmm. like that's literally the like that's the byproduct of it success to me better. is the fucking poet who wrote the the lines in beyonce's lemonade that you all don't know her name yeah but that's the reason you watch that like that success to me is that person that you don't know who they are yeah but they're getting paid they hang out with beyonce and maybe they don't want to be in the spotlight you know yeah. like bruno mars was a songwriter for the longest time yeah now he's doing his thing so mm-hmm. like I like the behind-the-scenes success because I feel like that's a little more tangible, a little more real. Yeah. Like, that dog and pony show, that can't be success. That, that yeah. you know, because actors get old, and then what? Exactly. You know? Yeah. I think, um, well, there so there was a, um, I wonder if it's on Netflix um, at this point. I don't think it is yet because they haven't put the show, I, I can't remember if they put the show on or not, but... The, the show that's on it was on ABC Nashville um, uh, I used so, to watch that yeah, show then so, it got kind of weird <laughs> yeah well so what happened was ABC 
canceled it without a conclusion. Yeah. And they left it at a really weird hanging point. Um, Can you tell me? Okay, she got pregnant by some dude, and then... <laughs> so I haven't I haven't fully watched it, but what happened was... And this is... Okay, spoiler right now. Anybody who's listening to this, if for you the watch the show... five of you who listen to five characters and watch Nashville. <laughs> um, for that demographic right there alone, <laughs> skip ahead like five minutes, because I yeah, will probably tell you... Right Basically, um, in, the, in the little recap of what happened, I saw the last episode. There was some... There was really good character development with everybody. And so she has the baby, and I guess from what I saw was they are living together, everything's good. I, I mean, there's the TV show drama, and it, uh, there's always has to be something to keep the show yeah. going. You've but, been drinking too much again, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> something wanna, like that. I just want to play music. <laughs> <laughs> um, the last scene of the episode is the guy who's standing, and he's out on the runway with the baby. Like, they're just waiting for her to land. Okay. Like, they're right at the entrance, yeah. so, like, it's an outdoor um airport area and so they're just like yeah mom's gonna be home soon and yeah, just um, don't tell me the plane crashes no 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 because i'm already i'm still recovering from like lost no 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 no, no. <laughs> this is this is almost worse, worse. <laughs> Shit. they said sir you need to are you whoever you are and he's yeah. like uh yeah what's up um her plane uh we lost contact with her plane we haven't been Absolutely. able to reach her and then it cuts to black and ABC canceled it, and I was just like, "Are you yeah. fucking kidding That's me like right the now?" Beginning of Lost, maybe. And like... so what happened was CMT picked it up though, so it's nice. gonna have a season five. So I'm just like, that makes more sense. Even though I don't watch the show, I'm like, you can't do that. I want to know what happens Wait, with this. You know what? Before before we end this, we have to go. <laughs> we have to end this just right now, just like this. <laughs> just like, just... Well, what's this? never gonna get a conclusion to this podcast. Or the or the Sopranos, where it just cuts to black in mid sent. See, I'm there. <laughs> See what you did there. Yeah. I can't think of any other ones that are worth. Yeah. Um, but anyway, it was one of those things where, back to the the success thing, because what they did with Nashville was there was an episode that I did see because um, it was on when I was in college, and I did I lived at home for two years when I was in college just to save money um, and do stuff like that. But there was an episode of the show that was on that I thought was really cool where – they had the actors and the actresses that were performing the songs on the show. Mm. They did like a round table chat with the songwriters behind all the songs. Yeah. And they both, so like um, a song awesome. that Juliet like Barnes played in the show, Hayden Panettiere's character, um, they brought in the songwriter that wrote that song. And then they transitioned that between them playing with the songwriter at the Grand Ole Opry in yeah. Nashville. And that was See, their... Dope. So it was it was really cool. And it was very different because... So would you say those songwriters are successful? Yes, in that sense, they, yeah. They're not in the But they're not in the spotlight. But they Someone's got their... Someone's got to be the face. Yeah, right? exactly. But there's a, lot, there's a lot of people behind Beyonce. Yeah. There's a lot of people behind Taylor Swift. Yeah. And she I, might not even be really dating those guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, at this point, I never know. Because it's all like... I mean, the. I, I never know what the celebrity thing, like the dating thing, because I just. I prefer to stay out of it because I'm just kind of like, you know what? Go to your thing. And you don't know them in real yeah, life. Yeah, exactly. And you don't know them in real life. It's like, like people are like, I hate Kanye West. You it's don't like, even fucking you know don't Kanye even know West. him. My favorite little, little sideway um, the paparazzi were hounding him, and then one of them tries to be nice, and he goes, Happy birthday, man. You don't know me. And he walks <laughs> See, away. You never can let your guard down. If you're in the public eye, you got to be very careful. I loved that. I thought that, that was, was a great. good Kanye impression. By <laughs> We're going to take that out. That's All right. my ringtone. You don't know me. <laughs> you don't know me. Go, Jared's calling me. Oh, my God. Um, we've, oh, I, so I, when I was doing test episodes for this, they're somewhere up on, I have them just up on a SoundCloud channel. We never took them down, but we just did, um, my friend Atreyu, when he lived here, not um, who, um, 
No, but side note, we did do an interview with Atreyu. I brought him with me, Atreyu and I said, you, uh, yeah, and I said, you have to come nice. with me. We spent a good 10 minutes talking about the name, but I was have like, this is perfect. Guy named Atreyu, or was that? Um, I don't think they had, but um, cool. they were talking um, because I introduced him, and he was like, oh, cool. <laughs> and so we just, like, you talked about where he got, where the band got the name, yeah. where... He's like, did your parents name you after that character? He's like, yeah, it kind of came from that. How did you come up with that name? Yeah, we were just talking about it, and it was awesome. And I was like, this, and I was like, all right, you don't have to come to any more episodes. I just wanted you to come and do this. If you want to come back, you can. But that was the that was kind of we can't go any higher than that. Um, Nice. But um, we got some secret files somewhere. Um, they're they're up on SoundCloud. I think they're on a, they're on the old channel because basically they were demos. But in there, we would talk about Kanye West, like just kind of like some of the reactions based around songs or like the music videos and stuff like that. So we'd both kind of we both kind of did like that. You don't got the answers yet. Like yeah, just, you don't know me, like sweat. You ain't got yeah. the answers. I, oh my god, that's he's like, right though. He's no, crazy, I, but he's right. Yeah. Um, I thought the Ellen DeGeneres thing that he said. Everybody was saying like this guy's psychotic. This guy screwed up, and I watch him like he's Da Vinci. I'm kind of <laughs> like it's, I'm like it's not that like, and I'm not defending him in any way, but I'm just kind of like it wasn't that bad. Like he was just saying, I have ideas that I think will make the world better, and he has a platform to say it he's on that's bigger than what we have. And he's got to be the loudest. He's got to be the most confident because yeah. it's going to stop someone else from taking that. You know? Yeah, because I think like someone like I think. Let's say that there's two people with, I guess, with, maybe within the hip hop world. So say like Drake said something like that, and he said it in a statement, but he's not gonna say it in the same way that Kanye yeah. West would. He'll just be, stay in his lane. For it'll sure. just be kind of like it'll be. It could be. He Are you using, giving me a Drake impression now? No, I, okay. I don't know a Drake impression. Um, <laughs> so like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, he does this uh, thing where uh, I mean, I know that he uses like uh, Instagram a lot for more of his posts, where Kanye West mainly uses Twitter, and he just. Anytime he has a thought, he just yeah. shouts it out. But what I love about that interview is... Um, and he that, gets paid. Oh, he he's <laughs> absolutely gets paid. He's I, I guarantee paid, he yeah. does. But it's like, do you think that you should maybe have a team of people that kind of... Nope. And he just <laughs> just <laughs> easily <laughs> says it like that. And yeah. I'm just like... Even he's, he might. Yeah. <laughs> and he, I think he that's, knows how to keep that, that curtain up. All of this is I'd like... <laughs> there's got to be some sort of... Like, not to get too conspiracy theory, but there is some sort of curtain like that we don't see in yeah. terms of... I mean, there's... I mean, there's ghostwriters on certain songs, not because they're there's like publicists. There's everything. Yeah, there's 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 a whole people leak the photos of TMZ. TMZ works with. Oh yeah. Them, you know what I mean? Like that's all. Yo, know, there's all that can be. Like I think it's just um, what I think is so interesting is people. I I've talked to people who are like, oh, that song is just doing well. Coincidentally, I'm like. No, it's not. Like the fact yeah, that everybody people writing, hey, I just met you, and this is crazy. The <laughs> fact that. Um, Calvin Harris and Taylor Swift, they had that break. They had the breakup and whatever it was. It's like, okay, that's their personal business. Everything was fine. Yeah. I that's not <laughs> my thing. If you believe that. Yeah. It, yeah, if you if people, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Um We won't go too deep with yeah. the tinfoil, but all my friends who know me know <laughs> that like I don't believe anything on the internet. I think Abraham Lincoln said that, but <laughs> <laughs> well played. Well played. I've used that line before too. It's a great line. Um uh there was this thing that happened with that where suddenly um there's the story coming out about how she uh taylor swift wrote this is what it feels uh this is what it or not this is what it feels like whatever the new calvin harris song is and how she ghost wrote it that song wasn't doing the greatest a few weeks ago and suddenly now there's something to kind of write about and now it's like 
now everybody's talking about that song yeah. and it's everywhere. It was a good song. Everyone it, likes the content. Everyone likes the drama. Yeah, and and again, I'm not saying I don't work on their team. I don't know. Please don't let me discredit that from ever getting a photo pass to either of your no, shows. They, I love you guys know you. the truth, and, and we're all part of the same team. So I would still, hire Jared. Stop asking him to do stuff for free. He's a good guy. He has quality <laughs> shit, and he actually cares. What more do you want? I appreciate. And he's that. very handsome. I've watched this this man or this boy grow into a man. <laughs> And I'm honored to be here. Thank and you, you Robbie. Me too. Thank you, Robbie. <laughs> I appreciate <Jared>. that. One eight hundred. No, I don't know your number. I won't put your number out. That's fine. It's probably not a one eight hundred number. <laughs> well, maybe. Uh, I'm gonna. All right, I'm gonna put it with a payphone. So I like it. Sec. There we go. No. Um, but yeah, it's not a, I, everything is not necessarily what it seems, but it's That's all a kind of. Character's line. You probably didn't know that. Oh, I don't think I knew maybe that. Maybe that'll be the song for the intro. Oh, we'll we have could to do give that. You the, the EP. We could do that. I don't know. But yeah, you're, you're totally right. But um, it's, but it all kind of. I think that was what was so interesting to me because it just kind of with exploring the past few weeks, there was never, and there was never. Uh, I was always determined that success was this particular thing, and it's like if I had just had this one thing, it would make everything better. And that's not the case. Not like the case. I had to, I had to learn about that the hard way. Just like you got to be happy and confident. Yes, before and then that all you won't worry about necessarily like the being famous or whatever it is like there's i would love to be like i like the way you said it earlier where you said everybody has to be the face there has to be a face for everything there's things that i want to be the face of but i don't want to be the face of everything exactly like there's certain bands that i want to work with doesn't mean i want to be in them it doesn't mean i want to like ha- be involved as their manager every part yeah. of their business but like if Get rid i could of the ego man you'll be way more successful yeah exactly and i was like and that was a big thing that I had to get rid of like it wasn't and it wasn't like an ego where I'm walking around like oh I'm fucking better than everybody yeah. but it's in this internal thing that's in you that's kind of like you, but you are better than everybody yeah. why aren't you doing this you, no you can't do this yet it's until you get to here but like, yeah um, and so I almost had to kind of go to that voice like fuck you no I'm gonna do this it's almost like ignoring your brain yeah that's literally don't what even it is. get me started on, on brain training because I've discovered some cool stuff tell me <laughs> <laughs> Shit. I'm interested to hear this. All right, so you know how everyone's all stressed out. They're on, you know, everyone's playing fucking Pokemon Go now, and like yes. ADHD's on the right, ADD's on the rise. Like, Absolutely. Kids are flunking out of school at an alarming rate because you know everything's on the internet. Everything's Go now. Like you can order your food online, you can order massages online, you can probably get sex online too. You know, like everything's yeah. on demand. Tinder, swipe left, swipe right. There's ways to do it. So yeah. the attention span of like. I mean, say our generation and upcoming, and you know, moms and dads are on Facebook now too. Everyone's on their phones, so uh, I have some close family friends, even some family who are in the uh, natural homeopathic um, e- uh, Eastern, you know, Chinese medicine, and they're treating people at an alarming rate on just stress and just like yeah. you know everything from just like oh, my body hurts, I don't know why, to like oh my god, I have cancer. Uh, the uh, doctor told me I have two weeks to live. Is there anything you can help me? And they're treating it with like herbs. They're going mind, body, soul. Yeah. Not so much the symptoms, but the mind, body, soul. And that, you know, that's part of the, I don't know when this is going to come out, but, you know, me and, me and Kevin here, we're going to Seattle and we're working with a few doctors in Seattle and we're going to tell this story because there's other alternatives than just taking, you know, Xanax and then, yeah. you know, selling it to your friends and then you ODing. Like, there's so yeah. many zombies out there right now. So mind, body, soul is, is by far my, my focus now. You have to invest in yourself before you can invest in anyone else. Yeah. So, um, I don't know how we got on this, but basically, uh, <laughs> we're talking about oh, uh, tra- training so, your brain. So brain theory. So yeah. our brains are constantly going. And if you know, like, Oh yeah, <laughs> we're all guilty of having the phone in our hand when we go to sleep. And I bet you we check our phones before we go pee in the morning. Yeah. So now your brain's just getting so many signals and doesn't know what to do with it. And from your brain down, you're just a parasite. It just sends signals out and your oh, yeah. body just reacts. 
So there's some places now that are tagging into like brain therapy. So they they have different methods where it's through music, you know, meditation, or even sending your own brain waves back to you to calm your brain down so that when you reboot, your brain reboots. Yeah. And I've actually tried it because I got to eat my own dog food if I'm talking about yeah, it exactly. publicly. Yeah. I want to know what it's like. Yeah. And so I'm about a month, a month or two in on, you know, playing with some brain training. I'm, I'm doing marketing in, in, in exchange for this because I want to tell their story. They don't know how to tell their own story, but I, I will help them because this yeah. is my specialty. And we'll probably get into that later. But so ever since I started, like, it's not the reason I'm doing stuff, but now I, I can just kind of see a little more clearly because my brain isn't constantly fighting. Your right and left brain are constantly fighting. So... You'll see probably in like one to two years, especially with all this virtual reality and stuff coming out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of stuff that there's startups just concentrating on peace of mind and letting your brain fucking unplug. So yeah. I'm I'm going to be the first one to go into this journey for all of us because, you know, when we're grind, 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 and we're not fulfilled and we don't know why, we're talking to those voices in our head. We're like, yeah. fuck, why am I grinding so hard? I'm not happy. Yeah. And so I've found a little slice of happiness, and it's just having your brain say, hey, it's okay to just fucking calm it down. So Yeah. That's the big I'm excited to talk about that, yeah. as you can tell, because I think I just sped up. <laughs> like, nice. No, lot, no, no. No worries. I'll keep you posted, man. And, yeah. Um, you know, anyone who's interested, like, reach out, because it's it's happening now. Like, I sound like fucking Kanye West going crazy. No, now, you're but, fine. But in three to five years, everyone will be getting, like, brain massages, brain therapy, or plugging into some sort of apparatus. When you're not playing virtual Pokemon Go or you're not going on a virtual date, you're going to be calming your fucking brain down, because it's getting too much... I mean, too much shit it, right now. I mean, that makes sense. I mean, there has to be something in the sense of um, once people and once the general, not the population, but the, the general people who kind of, I guess, influence over all that stuff, it'll start kind of at the lower level with people saying, hey, we noticed something. More people will catch on to that. Yeah. And more people. And then it'll kind of get up to whoever controls whatever in, in the way of medicine and they'll realize okay shit maybe this is actually something yeah we should and someone to. will endorse it yeah and, and it will it will become open to the masses you know but like everyone's on their phones every everything is just we're taking so much information in right now that oh, yeah. it's not good for us how many like have you ever tried to just not have facebook for a week yeah how hard was it it's really fucking difficult well, let me guess no you need it because you still want to keep in touch with business content oh, yeah yeah you will say anything yeah. it's like hitting up like yeah you're addicted dude oh yeah so like you might not hear from me for a while but i'm working yeah and i'm exactly. not you know i'm not looking to see what my ex-girlfriend's up it's to. so I'm, weird it's rolling it's so weird that there was a time when none of this i remember like the first time i ever went on facebook and it was i was kind of like okay cool and then I went on because of a girl, and of I course. chatted with 90% her. Ninety percent of the shit. Yeah, ninety percent. It always I'm doing goes this back interview to love. To fucking fall in love. <laughs> I got it all covered. I'm getting more physically fit. You know, what? I got three companies. I'm stable. I got good friends. <laughs> there you go, man. Um, but it's um, it's but it's like yeah, you go on it, and then you kind of there's little things that you see, and then more people start to fall down the hole of that for the same reasons. It's like. No, I don't want to get out. Yeah, and I love. And here's the thing: I loved MySpace. I I loved that platform, and it was even if it wasn't something that would be good for personal, like personal stuff in the long run, which I still think it was. I thought it was great for music. It was amazing for that but whole scene. The industry isn't the same either. So yeah, like, which is if why MySpace, it did come back, and everyone says like, "Oh, we need MySpace." Right? I was like, "No, no, like, it, it you got to embrace hasn't. the new stuff because the industry changes every day." Like. MySpace wasn't concerned about geo filters and pop-up ads and like tracking shit because that stuff wasn't happening. But now, like now they kind of have it's to. It's going, you know. Everything's yeah. live video now. Everything's like right now. I want to see it. Like I can't wait to see all the ads pop pop up in Pokemon Go and people freak the fuck oh, out. Oh man, what do you think was gonna happen? It's when coming. It's more downloaded than WhatsApp, Instagram, and Snapchat. It's got yeah. more daily users than Twitter now. It's like 
It's coming, man. They got to monetize it. Oh, easily. So, people just like the bitch. Pikachu, sponsored by Ford. Yeah. I'm trying to get some <laughs> Pikachu and Breakers so more people will come in and start catching it. But. So, I, I did mean to ask you about that. So, what is Breakers? So, Breakers is the restaurant that I kind of... Well, I opened it with my dad, but that's kind of the reason why everyone's like, what happened to five characters? Like, where'd you go? Yeah. And it's like, you know, it's time to grow up, and I saw an opportunity, and, you know, there's no secret. Everyone knows me and my dad are very, very close. Yeah. So it was like me and him against the world, let, let's let's go for it. Like, I'm at the age now where I understand business, and he's at the age now where he's ready to work for himself. He has the experience. He has the knowledge and the know-how and the manpower. And he, he so we just kind of completed each other. You know, we're best friends, business partners you know, roommates, and it just kind of made sense. To, like, if That's we're going right. to give it a go, let's roll. And so, you know, it's a 10-year process, but we were able to kind of hone it down. We opened up uh, a breakfast and lunch restaurant in my own hometown. He was in Pacifica since, like, eighth grade. He went to the same high school I did. So nice. it's like, it just, a lot of things aligned. Some things happened that I, only the universe can plan, but, like, it just kind of came together. We were about two and a half years in. Where we've been voted best, you know, one of the best restaurants in Pacifica, best breakfast. That's awesome. Um, the best hotel is right next door to us. The best uh, dinner place is right across the street. So we're kind of incubating Pacifica in its own little realm because it's really cut off from the, you know, you thought it was in Santa Cruz. Other yeah, people I think it's like <laughs> fucking SoCal. It's yeah. like, no, this is a little slice that everyone already kind of talks shit about. Everyone's like, oh, Pacifica, it's foggy. But like, no, there is some like good people down here. We're honest, we're hardworking. You know, the tech money hasn't really came in here yet, but it's starting to. And, you know, houses, there's less houses and there's more people. So um, I'm just trying to do a lot more good for the community with the restaurant. And then I'm also, you know, doing some nonprofit work here, too, because I was born and raised here. I'm not planning on leaving anytime soon. Like, yeah. I want to leave this area better than I found it. And, you know, with the technology we have now and the, the success we're seeing at the, the restaurant, like, everything's kind of coming together. But, again, I never planned for the success or, you know the local fame when you go to Safeway and they're like, hey man, love your burgers. <laughs> like, so it's like, you just, you just keep grinding. But yeah, Breakers is a, you know, father-son team, family-owned nice. restaurant. Nice. That we tried to shoot today, but they're cleaning the floors. Oh, no, so no worries. We missed out on that. So it's just, so it's breakfast and lunch food? Yeah, are you familiar yeah. with like Stacks or Bills? Oh, or I love Stacks and Bills. Yeah. 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 So my dad used to be the general manager of Stacks and he was a single okay, father. Okay, cool. So he would drop me off at school, go to Stacks, work there, and then come home and be home with me to do my homework. Yeah. So he was like always super there, and that's why we fell in love with that uh, breakfast lunch concept because you can yeah. be a single parent and still be home with your kids, and that's like the biggest struggle. You know, you got a, a mother of four has to work like six jobs. It's like, you know, I had the dad who was like struggling to put food on the table, but he was able to be home with me too and yes. have a good job. And so that's why we've always fell in love with the, the breakfast and lunch concept. We have families who work for us. Their kids come work too. Like it's a big happy family. It's like Cheers. Everyone kind of knows your name. Nice. You know, we don't serve alcohol, but it's it's more of just like family fun atmosphere it's right on the beach and that was always our dream is just have a, our own little slice of paradise you know serve good food have a good location and you enjoy yourself with good service and, and i've heard this my whole life from him and now we actually have it and it's just crazy to think like what's going to be next so i mean that's kind of what's going on here with all these podcasts and all these trips and all this traveling yeah. and all these interviews because it's like you need to you need to grab all this marketing opportunities and all these branding opportunities and tell your story. So I'm telling a lot of different stories right now, but no, it's awesome. It's all I, mine, I guess. It all comes, I mean, it all comes around full circle and it all completes kind of, it's all part of this, like the, many little stories can all be part of one big story. So yeah, I think like, that's really awesome. chapters. Yeah, so exactly. Like, it's like chapters. Um, uh, and so, but you said, you said earlier, you were talking about how, even though you were, working on kind of the breakers thing because we were talking about this a little bit before we started rolling and all that yeah. you were talking about coming back into music and you were doing that so how Definitely. are you you told me about a little bit about barrier bandstand um that i said that wrong 
Bay Area bandstand. We just say Babs. It's cool. Babs. Okay, cool. So tell me about Babs. So Babs is my girlfriend that is pissed for me asking to date people. Uh, so Bay Area bandstand is like uh, my bridge back into the scene that you know very that raised me. Like you know they supported me through five characters and they looked up to me and I looked up to them and we kind of built a nice little family there. And then I disappeared and so it's like okay I can't just start I can't get back into a band and just do that. So the idea was to start sort of like a podcast or something like that and yeah. then that kind of fell apart and then. Um, you know, I wanted to build my kind of team of my like Avengers, so uh, I hit up Kevin Burley, and everyone knows him because he's always at shows shooting. So okay, I just want to take someone who's used to doing what they're already doing, and let's just make like a team. So I was like, okay, well, now we got a video guy. So it's like, okay, we're building like a blog. Is it like, what is it? So that you know, how can you break it down? And then uh, Nick Geraci, who we we both know, of course. Him of, he moved to L.A. And hi he, Nick. He's hi Nick. <laughs> uh, he's doing. Uh, he's working with some. Uh, management companies right now he's doing like a, a consulting thing for social media so it's like all my friends are kind of in the same space but just need a little direction I kind of wanted to be like the overseer so I was like you know I'm kind of like the Harvey Levin of, of the Bear Bandstands TMZ nice. so I kind of break it down like that like I wanted I didn't want like uh, for example like Spite they're on the way up but if no, if no one heard about Spite they're so good but like, who's gonna hear about them? Or maybe like a band that looks up to Spite. How can we get them in touch with each other? Or like, you know, the Demon in Me signing. Like, that's cool. Yeah. But everyone just skips over the Bay Area. Like, yeah. To quote Joel's, uh, we did an interview with Joel. Like, you're either like SoCal or you're you're nothing. You know. Like, so if you're a music engineer in LA, but like the Bay Area, we got a lot of talent. We're San Francisco. There's, yeah. You know, there's we're San a Jose, huge. Yeah. And there's a lot of struggling artists out here, but there's a lot of successful people too. You know. So I was like, how can this is gonna sound? But how can I put like a little bit of effort into a passion and you know still kind of feed my soul and still connect with the the people of my peers who I used to work with yeah so that's where Barry Bandstand comes in it's you know it's half blog it's half video and it's half interviews it's half articles it's a lot of halves but no, you know, it's, it's just for fun yeah and it's kind of evolved into so much more you know like we wouldn't we wouldn't we probably wouldn't catching up but not as like professional you know and <laughs> yeah, I love sure. seeing this because I've watched you grow up from like Project 143 <laughs> all the way to Shameless and like in five years from now, man, like I'm probably gonna be wanting to work for you. Let's be honest. Uh, I don't, I don't know about that. <laughs> we'll give you ten. <laughs> but this is the kind of shit. Like I like people who are hungry and who are hustling. And like Kevin doesn't have to be here right now, but he is. Yeah. And that's the difference between Kevin and the five other videographers that I hit up. Yeah. He, he showed up. All you have to do is show up. So that's what Barry Bandstand is for me. It's 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 kind of my. I want to give like a publicity helping hand to the local music scene. Of course. Because they're, they're you know they're just concentrating on making good music. But then, like, they release it and only they get three likes on it. Yeah. Now, you know, decades in interview, I think they got like almost like 5,000 impressions on their posts. And, you know, it was just an hour of work for me, Kevin, and them. We hung out, we were at the restaurant, and we just talked. Yeah. And they got 5,000 impressions. Would they have got that without us? I don't know. Yeah, exactly. So, no, that's, I hear that's you. an exciting thing. And then, music wise, you know, I have people like writing and we're talking, but I'd love to get back on the stage in the next year. I think that's nice. Is. Uh, well, I don't know. I'm about to get like a massage, <laughs> like, work, stretch a little bit before I get out. But what kind of genre are you thinking? Going? So when I pitched it, I was like, I want to do the opposite of five characters. I want to do something no one would expect. But now I'm kind of like, okay, if that's my wheelhouse and I enjoy doing it, I'd like to do like more a more grown up version. I've always been a fan of bands like Norma Jean, Every Time I Die, The Chariot, yeah. stuff like that. And it just so happens, all those ten year anniversaries are all coming around, and there's kind of that resurgence. Yeah. So I don't plan it too much, but you know, certain people who I'm working with, they have a certain style, so I'm not going to change their style. So we're just trying to make one song. If we can just get one song, we're gonna go record, you know, with Nick at Fang, and just if we can just package one song, who's on board? Who's who's ready to show up? Yeah. Um, I probably want to scream a little less. I want to. I want like everyone knows for the scream, but maybe I'll I'll use that as more of like a sprinkle, less of like you know the main chorus. Yeah. Uh, Cause you know I used to sing. I like I like that screaming shout, that angsty stuff. Yeah. 
and I just kind of want to drop the same knowledge we're talking about right now like just like hey it, this is this is the chapter of my life that I'm in and I hope it, you gotta inspire yourself to inspire others so this music will be for me it won't be for anything else like five characters was almost a business to me it, it sometimes it just leaves a bad taste in my mouth because I was so concerned with talking to this industry or making sure the artwork is like this is just gonna be me and if you're down to roll you will and the, the ironic part is it will probably be successful because I made that decision because <laughs> you know what I'm saying you don't chase the fame you don't chase the success yeah, but when it comes to you yeah, yeah like just natural things happen like the best stuff that happened with five characters like happened naturally because I was I was just hanging out I was just being cool I was just making friends so like yeah. I kind of tell that to bands when they like call me like hey what should we do like just be fucking cool hang out make friends and when the time comes when you're in that spot if you're cool enough with those people they'll they'll do stuff for you you know like yeah. and that happened with like you know Austin Crowley you know him like when we were doing that outbreak thing, like he just hit me up. He's like, "Yo, do you want to do guest vocals?" I fucking remember that. But in my that head, was so I was awesome. like, "Oh my god, I hope he asked me to do guest vocals." You know, so it's like, and it just so happened we were we were connecting here and there and in LA, and we had mutual friends and five characters yeah. on the come up. So it's like, I think it was mutually beneficial because like five characters was hopefully doing something there, and it just worked out. So I still appreciate him doing that. And like, you know more than anyone. The band contacts are cool, but do you ever find like when you're friends with a band guy, like you almost can't ask him for a favor because yeah. you're like, you yeah. want to be that guy. Like people are literally telling me, um, and I've I've heard this. Um, they were telling me to. Um, and I'm not gonna name drop anybody, but there was this. Um, He'll tell me off camera, and we'll post it on bandbandstand.com. <laughs> I'll tell I'll tell the band. I'm not gonna say. So um, I've worked with uh, a band called Pierce the Veil for a number of years, nice. and so I always said to. Um, like my friends when I would just be talking with them and we're talking about stuff and I'd be like yeah I would love to just I just want to get up on stage just one day and just I just I would like scream or sing or just yeah. just do something just we're all the inner band yeah kid. we all have the <laughs> thing in them and be... it's like and it's like I'm like yeah there's perfect songs and stuff but it's like I don't know and they're like well ask them and I'm like fuck no, no. and no. they're like well why not it's like I'm like no, yeah, no you <laughs> no. don't do that at all like that's not after even after hearing this Vic give him a call man no god <laughs> Vic no if you're listening to this no I hey t- we're friends with I the Mighty you could, you, could, you could pressure them. Come no, on. No, don't do it. God. Um, no, I was like, but it's like, even then, it's like, it, and what's so cool, though, is that I see these bands and people are saying, like, why don't you ask them to go do it? I mean, when I was. Yeah, it's so easy. Why don't I just go on tour with the yeah, men? Yeah, and it's, yeah, it's literally <laughs> one of the things where it's just like, it's, it's like, yeah, it's so easy. It's like, no, but that's their identity. I'm not going to jump and I'm not going to put myself. Yeah. When I was a teenager, I was like, I did, and I, I love them for this to this day. I thank them for everything that they did i'm still kind of embarrassed if i ever run in them because i'm like god it was that kid but everyone's but, that um, kid, man. i um i played on stage with all-time low and That's i got awesome. them to do it. so it was cool and, and they're I, really good about giving back oh and they were so and su- they get it too they were know? so sweet about it but I, I could just i could almost tell like all right fine get up here but they were they were super sweet about yeah. it they're like the ni- I, they're still really nice and they remember and me you, when i, I mean, see them but they are nice guys and you kind of have to be when you're in like their demographic is 14 to 25 years oh old. exactly so, yeah. yeah you better you better get that yeah. kid they were uh, this, up on the stage they were like, the, they were the sweetest people and i green day still does it so oh, I mean, green day <laughs> green day's fucking prime that's awesome but that's um, what i'm saying like yeah. that's the game and i you know you there's different ways to play it but you see like the guys who think they're too cool for school and then you see the guys who are just humble about it and you know yeah. i'd like to think that both of us have worked with a lot of more humble i think so too than anyone else. i totally and those are the people you want to continue to work yeah with, so. <clears throat> that's cool man i'm excited for you i'm excited for you can too. we ask like what else is going on in your world yeah like, you can totally next? yeah so, ask me what's up for those of you who don't know this is like a uh we're going like ha- it's a like hybrid a ha- very advanced and yeah. uh, shameless uh, so we're hanging out with Jared, and yeah. uh, he takes 
you know he takes photos of every freaking band. I was telling Kevin you're on your way. He's like, I tried. Like, I know Jerry's like, didn't he just post pictures of like Seosin yesterday? I was like, yeah. <laughs> so like, what I like about you is like you're always on top of it, and you don't like wait a year to post shit. Like, I you know, I, it's like I, when, I when you're here for yeah. Like, yeah. So because now now is the new later, if that makes any oh, sense. Oh yeah, no, I I now, love like, posting like at that photo, the Seosin photo that I got yesterday. Um, I got that shot, and then when they let us do the three songs, I went in and got it, I saw it, I was like, fuck, that's awesome, and so then that's I cool. ran out. So you just do like a quick little review? And so then... I have, what's really cool about technology, uh, a couple years ago, this yeah, wouldn't give some pa- advice to yeah, so uh, a couple up and coming photographers. <laughs> so a couple years ago, it was, um, you couldn't really, um, I think our generation is really interesting because we're in, we're in the gap between um, like early 20 year olds, there was the gap where there was no technology or very little of it, and yeah. then within five years, Everything. fucking everything is automated Tinder. like it was so, it, literally it's it's yeah. so fast i remember when i first got i don't use tinder anymore obviously i have a girlfriend but um back when and i really loves very much yes i do hi <laughs> hi sweetie um no but like uh i was in i was in college when i first downloaded the app i downloaded it um i think for like a couple months or something like that yeah. but even then like i could just sit and you could date without having to go oh, out it's very dangerous you and it's it's it could be very i got very lucky the people that I met were real. <laughs> I think it's because you're and it was, real. And yeah, and I and I also that's the other thing as well. This is okay. Kids dating advice has nothing to do with photography. If you're on that, it's all site, the same. <laughs> if you're on that site, if you do use Tinder and you do stuff like that, I'm not even kidding you. Do not be like the hey, what's up? How are you doing? Yeah, do, you do, have to say more. Say than that five you're words. on there. Be first off, be, don't be on there if you want to hook up because it's just it, you're, it's realistically not. And gonna also, happen. girls, don't be the ones who put not here for hooks ups or DTF and then tell me your whole life story and like you're already a little crazy. Like just everyone, just be cool. Did something happen, Robbie? No, I just it's, it's okay. We can talk. Okay, about this it. one time. I just go, <laughs> no, I've had I had decent luck with it, but it's yeah. Like, you know when I when we embrace technology, I like to just go hard. So I can give people advice, but like, yeah, less is more, but just don't be a creep. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, I mean, when I did, when I did date, and I mean, it was kind of also, I think one of the really cool things about the relationship I have with my girlfriend is the fact that we started. Did you meet on Tinder, by the way. No, I did not. Oh, um, we met. That would have been just. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we met as friends, um, and we met, and we knew each other for about two years, and we worked at the same company. Um, ironically, we ended up working at the same company. Um, uh, in PR and then we just started dating at one point and it just kind of nice. worked from there but the thing I think that plays in whether you're on Tinder or whether you're on whatever it is it was you be yourself and like I honestly like if, if I was ever like setting up a date and it really wouldn't it never really went past a date or anything like yeah. that um, I would just, just cool. People can't yeah do. it was just yeah. which is harder it's harder it's easier yeah. said than done it was just meeting new people um, maybe there was a fling or something but it wasn't anything crazy and it was oh. um, <laughs> you said there's gonna be no sound effects there you go <laughs> <laughs> one of the things that I would always say is you just talk like um, they would say like well what are you here for and I'd say well I'm not here to hook up I'm actually here to meet people and I'm here to talk and, that, so that's, a good and that's a different and that's a different thing and you get people it's like and, and then you actually you have a conversation and you get to know connect, somebody yeah. And then you can go on a date, and then it can you then pivot you to potentially hooking? No, up? and I never did. <laughs> so you're just like, yo, what's up? I'm friend zone. Just let's let's kick it. But then, what if you actually like the person later? Well, no, I don't can even. Can you still recover? Well, I didn't even say. Fr- I don't even say friend zone. I just say, well, I'm here looking to date, and I'm here looking to um, meet someone. So you're pretty upfront with your. Intentions. Oh, I was totally upfront about oh, everything. Cool. Some people uh, were just you like, didn't just send your dick right away. No, <laughs> I, I've never to this day never sent yeah. any one of those pics. Guys, don't do that. That's gross. Yeah. <laughs> 
they're gross. We yeah, there, there, there was there was there was some comedian who said that in his in his act, and he was like, that, "That's why we're always talking about it. We're trying to sound like like a used car salesman. <laughs> yeah. they're, they're disgusting." Um, yeah, boobies are nice. <laughs> Dicks, not so much. Oh my god, <laughs> um, this totally got off it. That was my fault for talking about Tinder. Um, but um, you're supposed to give photography photography advice. advice yes. Um, uh, so with the photography thing, with back with the technology, a couple years ago, you couldn't. You'd have to wait to get home, upload the photos, then do that. If you had decent Wi-Fi, you could then get it up. Yeah. And this, and now what they've done, um, and I mean, of course, that makes me sound really young because I know there's people who had film and you couldn't show it until that was developed. Yeah. And then, if you even if internet was even around at the time, you'd get yeah. posted anywhere on your blog. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> even then, there was pe- I mean, people weren't able to do that. You have to put it in a gallery or something like yeah. that. But um, with photography, now it's really cool. And I started use, utilizing this. I had um, just versions of Lightroom that people had, like, they had on their hard drive, and they gave it to me just so I could demo it and test it out. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, I actually want to buy this, and I want to use it. What's it called? I'm not really familiar with uh, Lightroom. It's, okay. so it's the, there's two photo programs in Adobe. There's Lightroom and there's Photoshop. Okay. And um, Lightroom is really great for batch editing, and that's what I utilize all the time. And it's on the go, too. so you can Yes, and it. it's awesome because it will upload and it'll catalog all of your photos. So if I take, like, a 1,000 photos, I can put all of them – I put all of them on my hard drive, and then you can copy that over into um, – Lightroom and it'll categorize all of them and then I just go through and I start editing and, and going through it shot. and then you find cool. all of them and so I can narrow down a group of like um, I think I've narrowed down a group of like a thousand photos to like a hundred and twenty or something like that. So it takes that a long the usual, time. <laughs> about like ten percent of the photos you take. You it's about ten percent because it's generally it's some of them turn out like really great even in that and like the shots are right but it's not trying to convey what I'm trying to get with the band. Mm-hmm. But like a band like Seosin, that shot, I was like, fuck, I have oh, yeah, to post this really because they're an intense band. They're insane. I got really lucky when he got that shot and he got right down in front of my camera yeah. and just held out and just He's screamed. He knew you were there. I hope so. Thanks, Anthony Green. Um, that was a lot of fun. That was a Let gr- Jared sing next time. What's up? <laughs> oh, God. Um, uh, and it's what you can do though is with Lightroom, uh, if you buy it, which I highly recommend doing because it's actually like it's nine ninety nine a month, and they're not paying me to say anything See, it's, like this. It's subscription this is just, now, so that's yeah, even a whole new thing. Yeah, you, know? you could go into yeah, you could go into a store and you could buy Adobe. Uh, Photoshop and Lightroom for like 250 bucks and now it's 9.99 a month. Yeah, you could just pirate it. Or yeah. I mean buy it for 9.99. Yeah, you'd buy it. <laughs> yeah, you'd definitely buy it. Um, and so, well, I think the other thing as well with doing a cloud-based service like that, it's harder for people to pirate shit like that. Because yeah, they're, now, they're smart. They got task force. Yeah, because you have to be signed up for an account in order to use it. Um, um, and what's another Netflix subscription you know, costs yeah, exactly. you? So <laughs> um, but basically what I can do is I can, I have Wi-Fi on my camera and I can upload it um to my phone, I don't copy everything, but say there's like that one shot that I'm like, okay, cool, I'm gonna post this. I can go in, I can fully use Lightroom on my phone. Oh, it's yeah, a little cool. bit of a more condensed, like the landscape of it it's is a little like bit weirder. Instagram, uh, yeah, so it's not just it. like doing Instagram. Like, you know, so Instagram, I will say this: I don't use Instagram for <laughs> editing photos, but I will say that like for personal, just like iPhone photography, yeah, the film, you're done. They've gotten good at just doing iPhone well, if stuff. If you're gonna have a photo app, you better be exactly, good, so. yeah. So yeah. it's it's impressive with what they've been able to do because there are some times where I'm just like not doing this. And then yeah. what I'll do is I'll still use Lightroom and then I'll just um, 
export it to my phone and post it. And I'll that's put cool. A little that's pretty mark. efficient. I didn't yeah. know it got that detail. It's nice. It's really fun. And then like I was able to do that with dashboard too and all that stuff. That one went up a little bit later. But like yeah, if I'm if I'm bored and I'm sitting there in between bands and I'm not watching because I'll do I'll add on reviews and do stuff too. Yeah. If I'm not watching the show, I'll just kind of be like, all right, what did I get? Cool. And, then, and you can look at it on an LED, on an LED screen, which is really I nice like too. That. So, so uh, just to recap, you have a good camera. It has to have Wi-Fi. <laughs> Invest in the ten dollar light light room light well, room or light rim. Uh, light room. Okay. Um, I'm so not talking about rims anymore. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's so interesting what is else? that um, with the good camera thing, uh, that I mean, that's I started with a. So there's two kinds of digital cameras that like DSLR cameras. Yeah, say that, someone's um, just like just discovered this yeah. video or this podcast and they're like, I wanna start. Yeah, I'm so too with, nervous to so, get you up. <laughs> I'm a real uh, boy. <laughs> Pinocchio wants to be a photographer. <laughs> Break it down. So give him a thirty second lesson. If you um, so there's two kinds of DSLRs. There's the like there's a crop sensor, which it still gets good quality and it still gets really good quality. They're cheaper to buy, um, but it's because they're crop sensor cameras they have less shutter count on them um every car kind of someone i learned that the hard way when my shutter went out at a show and i was just kind of like well okay that's cool they just <laughs> yeah and i was like all right i'm done and actually it was right as the show was ending so i was like all right at least i can get yeah. this fixed and figured out so but basically that hard of a lesson yeah. but it could have been yeah catastrophic yes and so it um they're great quality cameras i shot in the i shot on um I used Canon, so I shot on the T. Uh, it was I started with the T2i, and then I got a T3i Rebel. Um, I used that for a number of years because, it, and it, they're still great cameras. I still stand by them. They're, I've moved into shooting a different kind of range of photography where I needed a higher powered camera, um, but I'm really happy with um, with with the shots that I got on the the lower level camera because. And when you have a lower level camera at first, it teaches you what your limitations are so and you what you, you. Oh yeah! So like, I made tons of mistakes. I learned a lot about. I learned a lot about everything because I'm also someone who really doesn't. I don't really. If there's something I want to do, I don't really take a class on it. I'm just kind of like, all right, let's see yeah, what this does. Yeah, uh, one YouTube uh, tutorial. And you're good. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I just. I that's just the kind of the way By that. By the way, have you worked. thought about doing that instead of getting a real job? Uh, YouTube tutorials. Yeah. No, I have not. I was just trying it. I'll think about this that. This is why we have video here, because <laughs> video isn't the future, it's the now. Yeah, that's and true. And people will trust you because you have a good track record. So okay. if you answer, like, I went to a meeting the other day, and they were like, do you think we should have a website? Like, how do we buy one? And I told them how to buy a domain name. To me and you, that's like day one. That's but easy, yeah. People are looking that kind of shit up, man. Yeah. So if I can encourage you anything, one, maybe just do it on Snapchat, or two, just a little setup and just kind of talk about what you know. That might be interesting. Because I text you when I have, like, uh, yeah, you know, you've asked me camera questions. But yeah, now Nick has done it too. If we would have just <laughs> recorded that, now you don't have to have the same conversation a hundred times. So That's we're, we're kind of working on stuff like that, and then you can get ad revenue. You can start doing talks. Like That's it good. just grows, man. Do That's it for three months. Interesting. Or even just one month, thirty days. Well, just what make, I keep make me ten videos. <laughs> I guarantee you'll be making more. Well, than, what I than keep pizzas. what I keep thinking about is I keep thinking about um, doing like actually setting up a place to do like an actual content channel, kind of like how Nerdist does it on. Well, um, you'll have a couple YouTube? of our announcements coming up. Yeah. So, oh, okay. Too soon, but right. actually, 8-Bit, I think, would be your first stop. Yeah. 
because you know we did a you took photos for him. For yeah, him exactly. Like, he's got like a green room or something set up. Or yeah, he had a. He had yeah, I'm a big fan of like the Nerdist, the the talking. Oh god, I'm like the poor man's. Chris, Chris Hardwick. Yeah, oh my exactly God, so. I want him on my podcast we so might. bad. Chris, I tagged you in that post. Why didn't you respond? I've tagged him in many a post and What's he's never responded, on, but I'm, that's okay. I think I know someone who's related to him. We'll figure it out. Oh, fuck, that would be awesome. Chris Hardwick, if you're listening to this, is your cousin um, Hank, who fronts the um, the the cover band? It used to be called Uncle Melvin, and now he like plays. Uh, we'll link this, but I think he's your cousin. Interesting. And if that's true, that's two degrees. We're close. All right, we're, we're close. Yeah, that's so that's our goal. That's my one of my. It's one of my end goals for this podcast is I'm not even shitting you to get Chris Hardwick on my show. So my dream is to host the uh, the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. Hell yeah! So you can help me with that. All right, cool. Okay. All right, let's do it. Um, you ready, Kevin? You're coming with us. <laughs> How are you doing with your cameras? You're, you're looking nervous. Solid. We're good. All right. Good. Um, can we thank Kevin again for just listening to us? Thank talk? you, Kevin. Much appreciated. So yeah, we've been talking. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, uh, but basically, the the thing, the camera that I use is called a full frame camera. So it gets it gets pretty much the digital equivalent of a thirty five millimeter piece of film. Okay. Now there's all, and that's that's for digital like photography. Now you can go with video. There's like red cameras, and there's like the shit they use to film like major motion pictures, which are like. Do you know any of this stuff? Thousands and thousands of dollars. Oh, your dad? Um, you, you you study this, huh? I even yeah, looked at... Online, man. Yeah, Kevin's got a little boner. Oh, right yeah. There. You're really getting <laughs> there's, some, there's some cool shit that you can explore. Like, there's just... I mean, I'm just very interested by what um, what kind of make, brings out a really cool image. Like, when I see photographers or videographers, they'll use stuff. It's like, sometimes I can tell. It's like, okay, that was a DSLR. That was similar to the camera that I yeah. did. But then I'm also... Sometimes I'm like... Wow, they must have like really shelled out a shit ton of money for a camera like that. Oh, really? Or like experimented? Is it possible to achieve something crazy without? Oh yeah, you, oh you can totally do that. Or it's like maybe they experimented, maybe they did something with editing that I didn't know how to do or That's whatever. Cool. So but is it, it always changing? Like it it's all, always changing. So there's no one camera. There's no one shot. There's no one. You just kind of gotta get the, your own. The camera that everybody kind of gravitates to, like at, in on a professional standpoint, is just because it's within. It's expensive, but it's not as expensive as some of the higher up ones they're um they're called uh it's the canon uh 5d mark three that's okay. like the big one and so what i did though is i kind of researched it and i may be completely wrong about this and if i am i'm still perfectly happy there's with the camera that comments, i have like, Fuck that. He doesn't know what yeah about. yeah exactly. Ex- so weak. exactly <laughs> um there's so I, there was the, um when i was looking to get a new camera it was the canon 5d and the canon 60 and when i compared it do you approve the only difference, right. <laughs> the only big difference was the number of sensor points. So, like, where it'll pick out an image and where to shoot, like, where its focus point will be. Yeah. And then the name. Because Mark, like, 5D Mark, whatever it is, mm-hmm. was always a very synonymous, like, that's synonymous with excellent quality. 60, I feel like, is just as great. But it was also, like, 5D was far out of my price range. Yeah. So, I gravitated towards the 6. But there's. Um, a photographer, one of my favorite photographers, uh, his name is Drew Ressler. He does photography. He's Zed's main photographer, but right. he's photographed every possible EDM act. Does he do film too? Like, uh, no, he just does photography. Okay. Um, and he's insane with some of the stuff that he's able to do. But he, I was like, how are his photos like this? He uses, I mean, obviously he has his editing style, his use of color, all that stuff. He uses a Canon 1DX, which is like, I was like, 
I wonder how much that is, I said nervously as I typed <laughs> the name into the Google search line. $6,000. Um, so it it's was like a, a lot of money. Yeah, it, <laughs> essentially. Not a good car, but it's like a new car. He gets, I mean, he gets, and, and deservedly so, a lot of money for what he does. Um, yeah. because And he's also touring like 11 months out of the year. And he didn't just wake up and buy that camera. No, <laughs> and it took him, It's oh, like, you can go on his website, which is really cool. And I think it's awesome. He has all of his shots, everything since 2004. Every single so thing cool, he posted. you can follow his story, and that's what like, we're talking about. Like, just kind of like when DSLRs were kind of starting to rise, you had, the cameras weren't that great, the flash was kind of shitty, the yeah. photos were blurry, and then you cut to now, and they're just like, oh my god, they're mind-blowing. It's good, I'll have to check that out. Yeah, it's really cool to just look back at it and see, like, and he put in, um, I mean, there's the whole 10,000-hour argument um, that people have talked about. But, I mean, he put in, oh, if you look at that, the... he photographed every weekend. Like, every weekend he was yeah, out that's there. Yeah, if that's what yeah. you want to do, like, I always talk to, like, you know, people who are like, oh, how'd you do this? Or if you want to do this, like, oh, I want to open up a restaurant. I was like, well, do you work at a restaurant? No, but I think if you go, like, okay, go work at a restaurant. Yeah, you have to like, get experience. Kind of reverse engineer that bitch, you know? Like, <laughs> come work for me for a week and... If you love it, okay, cool. I'll, I will help you till my fuck until I die. Like, yeah. I want to see people succeed. So I just ask them what they want to do. One, if they can't answer that, that's okay. But it's like, do you want to be a fucking astronaut? We can make you an astronaut, but you need to be You need dedicated, to be in the you know? space so program like, and you need to want yeah, to do it. Yeah, if you want to be a photographer, like, just yeah. start. Just start. Just and go. The prob- so I think the, the problem, and I'm actually thinking of doing a piece on this. I'm, I'm thinking about writing this for... You're not thinking about doing it. You're going to do it. Uh, okay. So you need to get the brain training because now it's motiv- right. motivated. I like this conversation. So I'm going to do this then. And we're um, going we're gonna to hold you up to that. All right. Um, what are we it's, doing? I'm excited. It's a piece. <laughs> I want to talk with, so, I mean, with, with in terms of the just do it. So you can definitely get out and just do it because, like, the way that people start with doing photography is... Um, I came into it in a little bit of a different way when I was doing Project 143 because I would be given photo passes to shows for bands that were a lot bigger. And yeah. so it wasn't it wasn't like going around like, oh, hey, I'm in these shows. I didn't really understand what I was doing. It was yeah. kind of like, hey, we're going to wear your shirt. Um, oh, cool. Okay, so here's the photo pass. <laughs> yeah. And it's, and it's, I was like, could I get a photo pass so I could take a photo? Because I didn't even know what a photo pass was. And yeah. they were like, yeah, yeah, yeah come so on out. So you started Project 3, and then the photography thing kind of came. Yeah, that absolutely. Because like we would do, like, we came out to the first show I ever shot, which was on like just a, like a little digital camera. I don't even know if I qualify. But I, I qualify it as the first show I shot because after that I started using a DSLR. Yeah. And it was like my first, like, that was, to that moment, walking into that area was like stepping I to this day I can't explain other than stepping into and a you're dream. Like, what sixteen at this I was time, sixteen right? yeah. and it was like and it was last oh, minute. <laughs> yeah, it was so crazy. And the bands it was the A P tour that year was headlined by Never Shout Never, who was fucking huge at yeah. that time. Um who else was it? The Cab, who was huge. Yeah. Hey Monday, who I was in love with. Um, and she's like I was, country I, star I would, yeah, no, she's a great, and she's. A you be- want to talk about packaging? There you go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, a beautiful, beautiful voice. Um, wow. and uh, every avenue in the Somerset on their first tour. Somerset, that's yeah. Funny. Or Somerset was on their first tour pushing Love Like This, um, which was like kind of what catapulted <laughs> yeah, them. Yeah, that's true. That's right in your yeah. alley, right there. Um, and so I was really excited to go out and go and check that out because AP gave me a photo pass to go and or a press pass to go and talk with all of the artists and tell them kind of about the charity and what I was doing. And so I was like, okay, cool. And I said, maybe I can get some of them to wear the bracelets and they'll do it. But I didn't really realize what any of this was. I was like, all right, I'll just show up. And so I walked in and then as soon as I showed the pass to the guard and he was like, yeah, come on through. And I'm like, 
Fuck yeah, I'm going through. This it's is like, awesome. It's like Wayne's World. Excuse me. Literally. Excuse me. Excuse me. Literally, it's like that feeling the first few times you do it, and it's like the craziest thing. Um, you were hooked. Oh, and it's, 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 it's a fucking drug. And then you get all the, like, as you build up the passes, it's kind of like you're, no matter if it's, like, a big or a small show, it's kind of like, it, it's like the one little, t- because you can't yeah, really hold a photo their, unless you. Their, oh, yeah. Their own made uh, passes on their little camera. Oh, yeah. Like, we did it. You know? Oh, yeah, <laughs> of course. It's like, it's always like, a, it's like a badge of honor. Yeah. It's always is. Um, and for war Tour, like, that, that's it, man. Oh, yeah. Um, but it's one of those things where it's, it's gotten a little bit harder for, I've seen for photographers to really get a start. Like, they'll shoot local shows, they'll get stuff like that, and it's really good, and that's an awesome place to start. At some point, if it sticks with you and you do it for a year or two years, whatever it is, and you're like, I want to start shooting for shows, you can find a publication and you can do that because there's, there's publications popping up everywhere. I found it harder to get any gigs as a freelance photographer, which is why I started Shameless, because yeah. you couldn't find any because most like bigger artists will not approve freelance photographers yeah I read um, an article was like don't if you're gonna be forever don't name it like you know bob's photos yeah because they, they want to prove want it bob they don't want they don't want yeah they want a scene girl you know who you know her dream is just to like meet the lead singer like they want a, a real company you yeah know, and that can do some publicity can yeah. do it and yeah that's a lot of things behind the barrier bandstand like yes you can just be doing like the Robbie show interviews, but like that's not fun. Like it's it's <laughs> it's a group, you know. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a whole big thing, and so that's I've started. To, I'm working on bringing in writers right now. I've been interviewing different people to come and help with like album reviews and show reviews and Good. things like that. And we I, need it. We want it. Yeah, and I feel like the I feel like the photography and the um, the podcast are kind of like that's my little editorial calling card yeah like that's my kind of little package i thought about bringing in other photographers and it's not that other people there's other like photographers that were bad or anything like yeah. that there's a, there's a ton of great ones out there that particularly in the bay area um like samantha madnick is another great example and we talk we talk plenty about how we're like fuck this week sucks but i gotta keep doing it gotta go yeah. she's gotten me up off my ass a lot with well, making cool. it's when i feel like friends. yeah easier, what, like know. there are moments when i felt like absolute shit and she's like been like no, you're not giving up, and I'm like, good, I'm man. not gonna let you. you and I'm, hold on to that. Even when I'm like fighting it, she's like, no, no, you're not. You're so not. there would be a point because like you're really good in experience of getting the photo passes. You have the connections now. You've been doing this for what, like almost ten years now. Uh, about <laughs> it's it's been about six. It feels like ten. Yeah. It definitely does. But but <laughs> to about me, six it feels years. Like, so but even then, are you good at getting the passes and stuff? Well, so, so like, that's that's an interesting. That's it, that's the shift. Is there that segues that segues perfectly into what I was gonna talk about with the whole easiness thing. It's it can be hard to get photo passes because there was a time when I'll give you an example. So there was a time when I got, um, I got a show and I don't know if this is how the layout was. I don't know if this is exactly how it was or how it completely played out. But there was a time when I got a show um, approved the night before for a Fall Out Boy show and it was the Fall Out Boy Wiz Khalifa tour. Okay, and it was so just recent then. Yeah, it was it was last year and it was for my own site and I was like I'd gone a month. I shot one show in that month in, in July. And then August, it was a couple days before, and they had that, and I was like, oh, okay, cool. And I was going to go to the show anyway, so I'm like, yeah. this is going to be awesome. I got... You want to pause? Are you okay? Okay. <laughs> I got this really... We'll keep rolling. It doesn't matter. Yeah, no like, yeah. um, we got this really crisp shot, or I got this really crisp photo of Patrick Stump um, and Andy Hurley, where it was ironically the last shot I took in the entire thing. I've never To this day, I've never had this happen before where I've had that moment. And I got it like right where he turned with the guitar. It was perfectly in focus. The color barely had to be adjusted. And there was fucking flame shooting up behind all of them. And I was like, yes, 
That was all I needed, and I put that up on the front page of the site, and I stayed up until three, writing a review, editing the photos, getting everything, because I was like, this is a big show, and this yeah. is like a... The, the band was on you Good were proud of it. They yeah. were on Good Morning America. Like, that's a big deal, like, yeah. to have something like that. And, like, live with Regis and Kelly, or Regis and Kelly, Mike and Kelly at the time. And not even anymore. Not even anymore, which is insane. <laughs> um, but it was just, it was really, um, it, was in, it was insane to watch that. And um, I put it up, and then I started to just reach out and see, like, is it possible to get photo passes for this show? And I feel like maybe the, that show gave it kind of a, a little bit of a level of professionalism. Maybe like oh, that, I I that shot kind of statue credibility, but, and it, you know, it, the last six years of your career. Yeah, at the same <laughs> time, as good as your last shot. Yeah, that trying to say that's fucked up. I know I'm not trying to say that. It was just kind of is like, it like that though, or it can I it can be from what I've experienced. You and just it's gotta really keep, keep doing. It. I know, and and that's the thing, and that's it, it's it is really fucked up. Like there's there's stuff where I've shot shows from the same artist, and the PR team will t- just tell you. Um, and not to discredit any of the, the publicists, they're doing their job. They're doing yeah. exactly what they're told by managers. And they're probably and doing ten other jobs. And they're do, yeah, and they're doing ten of the things. It's just like, and and there was there was a period of time where you think where I thought when I was starting, I'm like, these people are out to get me. They don't want to have. And it's like, no, it doesn't have anything to do. They with actually, that. could give a shit. Yeah, it's it's like you could be the greatest photographer ever, and they're looking. I mean, numbers do play a big part in it, from what I've learned. With I mean, your site has to be yeah. getting you have some. To be a business yourself, like a brand. Yeah, you have to. The, the, you have to be in. There has to be some form of of you count on it. Um, you have to be consistently putting out. Um, I want to say you can consistently be putting out good content. That's what I'm gonna say. Be consistently putting out good content because there are some sites that I've seen that just put out content, even if it's just gossip or yeah. crap or whatever it is. But they draw numbers, so they're able to do it. Again, yeah. And it's it's really crappy that there's clickbait and that there's stuff like so that. So our April Fool's joke on Bear Bandstand got more attention than uh, you know announcing that. Oh, our was best this the five characters? Yeah. It was like you know I'm gonna join. We are promised. And like I was getting text oh, yeah. messages, like people were mad. Like there was a lot of shit happening. And it's like I do not want to be a satire. Like I yeah. thought people would be get the joke, move on. I was just trying to get more attention yeah. to the site. But, like, no one likes good news anymore, man. Like, yeah, it it's really sucks. sad. I Just people thrive off of, dr- like, the drama and chaos. Like, that's why the Taylor Swift thing is huge right and now. She because knows. she's playing, everybody's... She's playing us all. God damn it, Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> I hate her because I love her, if you haven't figured it out. <laughs> no, and she's fantastic. I saw, um, I saw her perform. I've actually seen both of them she's perform individually. She's a fucking individually. machine, man. They're, they're, they're both machines. If you're going to be the, on top of your game, you, you got to be the best. Yeah, so that was, that was a, power too. Yeah, that was a brilliant tour. Um, but it's like one of those things where it's it's definitely not your, as good as your last shot. It's definitely nothing like that. But it's also timing, luck, all of that plays into it, who you know. And even then, sometimes I've, I've reached out for favors and I've asked for help with, like for getting passes for shows. And it's not that those people don't want to help, but there's just there's nothing they can, there's just yeah. nothing they can do and about it. And that's why a couple other people change. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, and but it's also, it's always, I think, it's, it's all a number of things. Like there's, I got turned down for like three shows I wanted recently and they you? were yeah that's fucked up just give me the names <laughs> no, I'm not giving you the names because it's just the <laughs> like bi- I can do something it's like, just the business this is probably for beer band stand we've only been around for a month <laughs> I've known this guy he wouldn't fucking do that <laughs> well it's and it's not like and I've had photographers say like your photos are really awesome I love them uh, it's but sometimes it just comes down to the list it comes down to I work with a publicist that does shows for like he does PR for um, one of his clients is Black Sabbath, nice. and 
and Aerosmith and these like fucking crazy rock but like bands that it would so kill a like shoot. A or you work with him? What do you mean? Oh, I just I, I've just coordinated with him on shows because he's pitched me other shows, um, podcast guests. Okay, that's I've cool. gone out and photographed shows. He so does kind of got each other's back. Yeah, um, he's I mean he's really cool. He's one of the contacts that I talked to, but it's like. If he's told me that, like, oh, your photos look great, this looks awesome, thank you for the coverage for, I covered the, he does publicity for Corn, and hopefully I'm covering them at the end of the month, nice. um, and stuff like that. That's with, like, Rob Zombie. Yeah, they're playing with Rob Zombie. Fuck, I want to see Rob Zombie. I want to photograph that guy. It's, it would be an insane show. Anyway, that's not the point. Yeah, that's a good thing. Um, but it's one of those things where um, he, um, like, if I request, I, I didn't write in, like, a general request, because I was just kind of like, hey, so we've been working for this show uh for the right. for the bad religion or uh not bad religion black sabbath show and i was mm-hmm. like hey and i think i titled it with like black sabbath i know i know and so i, just I always wrote, like to write I hate, hate to be that guy yeah I, yeah something like that. and i was like so i know that i'm not rolling stone i know that i'm not this does you this discredit me you can hope um but there's like what's the policy for photo passes for black sabbath i know the answer is probably going to be no but I just figured I'd ask, and he was really nice about it. He just said, hey, unfortunately, we're only doing major press, which is basically like, um, and, he, and he broke it down and what that yeah. means, so it's like major newspapers, there's so like Bay Area News Group, and there's a lot of them in every city, and um, like major newspapers, different things like that, mm-hmm. um, Rolling Stone, of course, um, whatever that would be, and sometimes you just got to roll with it. Yeah, um, because and I don't think you, you cross the line if I say it that oh, way. Oh, yeah, and, and yeah. And I it's, bet he's, he's heard a lot worse. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, people trying to get a lot less. I'm friends that. with some of these publicists on Facebook, and some of them will, like, post just, like, yeah, so this is an email that just have, and just the shit you wouldn't believe. Yeah. is it, And it, so a lot of it's really funny. But that I think that's why more people need to, like, listen to stuff like this, because then they kind of like learn. You don't have to learn from your own mistakes. Yeah. You know, you can kind of be like, oh, you know, this is how Jared navigated that. Yeah. And this is what Robin and Kevin are up to, like, and if you have questions, like, ask a friend, ask someone in the space, kind of save you the time from yeah. embarrassing yourself. It's like whatever you're, if you're, if you want to be a music photographer doing concerts and you just want to go out and shoot your favorite bands, if you want to make money off of it and make a viable career off of it, if you want to be a DJ, a musician, whatever it is, the big thing that was a slap in the face to me and the big thing that I would pass down to anybody is, even if you're on a great streak with getting every show you want for a while, like, enjoy it and really appreciate it. Because the industry is so unpredictable with, I mean, this is the business we all chose entertainment-wise. This could yeah. be for film, television, literature, whatever it is. It's the worst. The business, yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's the best and the worst. Fuck. It's the best and it's the worst. Everything is Why? so unpredictable. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, it's like you could be the best photographer, like labeled as the best photographer in the world. That doesn't guarantee you're going to get a gig. It doesn't guarantee you're going to get to shoot your favorite band. It sucks, and it's a sad reality. Like, I would love to be able to put in a request and get every single show that I want approved and be yeah. on a great but it's just and it's not because you're a bad you're it's not because you're bad at what you do um it may you could be starting off and I mean if you go in and you, you're starting off and you're like I want to shoot the Beatles or uh, Paul McCartney it's <laughs> like you it's it's good to have the fuck it why not ask attitude but, but don't it's be like, naive yeah don't be naive <laughs> and don't think that and don't get discouraged if you get um like turned down I've had Lots of no's. I've had people come up to me and tell me, why the fuck are you here? I am getting paid and you're not. Give me those names, too. All of a sudden, I'm your really protected big brother. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's just one of those things where I'm kind of, it's like, 
I've had, like, I when I was a kid, I got yelled at by security guards, and I came home from shows, and I, w I would cry, and I was, like, really pissed off. And as, But as the years go on, there's always, with some form of artistic expression, there's photography, DJing, music, making a movie, writing a book, whatever it is, if you get up and you're kind of like, I got to get back out there, there's yeah. that little thing, even though you've just been kicked to shit, you've been left in the have you ever hit on a girl before? What's <laughs> like, up? It's like hitting on girls, you know. Like you gotta hear some no's. Yeah, it's like it's like you, you find the right you're gonna hear a lot of no, and then you'll get. And the biggest thing Those is too growing pains, man. Yeah, like, it's growing pains, and it's it's you you got to appreciate the success and enjoy the moment because I've ruined shows and events and months and even what by throwing years a fit? before. No, 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 not by throwing a fit by um just by freaking out letting about other people. what's next and letting other people kind of get to you yeah. and just not enjoying the present. Like, I shot a hundred shows. Like, I counted it out. I shot a hundred shows last year. That was a fucking fun That's year. That's a hundred more than me, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> so it proud was. <laughs> it was a tough... It was really tough. But there were shows that I ruined because I was like, I got to make sure that I get this next show because that's going to be the one that makes or breaks. And then guess what? You get the okay, show and so it doesn't make or break. That's, that's kind of how I felt in five characters. Like, okay, we played this, but we have to do this. And if we don't do this, we have to do this. Yeah, it's, it's just, just like, yeah. you get so caught up. And now with the Bear Bandstand, it's like, yo, we're going to do a podcast. Kevin, you, you down to do it? Yeah, man, let's roll. And then now this it's, is just happening naturally. It's you know? cool to sit and brainstorm and think about the future and love and get excited about all this stuff. Like, fuck, one of my goals one day is to... Like, I've been DJing, and I've been, like, I, like I said, I, I don't, I did it more in college, but I'm, like, I'm starting to make song, like, look at songs in a playlist and starting to That's good. do it's the way. Like, yeah, it's it because there's a new, fresh wave of music now, and it's nice. a different group of people that's around here. How I'm going to get out and do shows, I don't know, because that seems a little bit different in you terms of. Throw yeah, your own. Yeah, exactly. It's, like, it's it's interesting. I'm sure will want to throw a nice look. <laughs> we tried to do it back in the day, but. You tried to do an EDM show, really? I think at, like, our prime when we were, like, all, okay. we all onboarded together, and it was uh. just, like, me, Andrew, like, we had, you know, Spotty, Romance, and yeah. Joel. And then we had like a nice little staff. Like we were going for it, man. Maybe I'll look into something like that. I think that would be really cool because it's just like because it's all very. I mean, there are ways to do it. Would it have to be all ages though? I guess. I don't know how they get away with fifteen-year-olds at freaking raves and shit. Like, you can do you can do sixteen why? you can do sixteen and up, but generally you can. So it's harder because the venue. It's a little bit harder. It, it can, but it can be done. I've House seen it party. done before. You can use my backyard. <laughs> Very no nice. No one will come to Pacifica, but. <laughs> Very no worries. Let's buy the beach. That'd be fun. Um, just do it at the beach. Yes, let's work on it. Um... But it's He's one of those. Lying. Did you, he didn't very. He didn't sound very sincere. We said let's work on it. I did no. you hear that? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I want to work on a beach rave. That'd be fucking awesome. <laughs> you try to get it. Okay, we're working on a beach rave. All right, cool. We're doing it. Sweet. <laughs> nice. All right. Um. Uh. Oh fuck! You can't charge admission though. You just get him hooked on the free stuff like Facebook. <laughs> okay, sounds good. And we sell ads. Okay, true, very true. Come on, um, man. I can monetize anything. All right, very good. All right, okay. We're actually we no, I'm serious. We might have to actually talk about this. I'm down, man. All right, cool. Let's talk about this a little bit more later. Um, but um, I think it's the big thing is that if you can get kicked in the face repeatedly, go th like get you're gonna and even to the day, even when you're successful, like I think my girlfriend pointed this out to me once. Um. Uh, and I guess we'll, we'll kind of wrap we'll wrap this up. But uh, the way that she kind of said it to me was because I was getting super bummed out. I was horribly depressed because I was just getting turned down. Yeah. And so she showed me something, and she said, "This is J.K. Rowling. These are denial letters after she wrote Harry Potter." Yeah, I've seen those these were publishers like, yeah. turning her down because it wasn't Harry Potter. It doesn't matter what level of success you're gonna you're gonna be at. And that didn't happen until she was what, like forty five or. 
um, yeah, it was something like that. Like, yeah, she didn't even get, she pitched Harry Potter to, like, I think 15 publishers before it even got a chance. And then it got a chance, it probably got denied a little bit more, and then she finally got it. And then even, even after the first book was released, I never heard about it until the third one. Yeah. Like, that's when it started to pick up. I kind of missed that generation, but my little brothers were all about it. And oh, now, you it know, was... there's, there's grown-ass people who, we're out in the streets playing Pokemon now. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on. The nerds rule, though. That's 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 what we should take away from all of yeah. this. The it's, nerds it's rule. It's cool now. to be nerdy now. That's yes. why I wear my glasses a lot more. Now. <laughs> do, I, do I seem smarter? <laughs> yeah, actually. You seem more distinguished. Well, you see, at my age now, I'm yes. very, no, yes, that's all I got. Yes. <laughs> um, well, dude, I think that, I, I think to wrap this up and finally close I think everything that we talked about with just kind of giving our insights into not only both of our stories and what we're doing, I think it's, I think that by not freaking out so much about the future, even though like thinking about it and thinking about stuff and what you want to do with your dreams is it's awesome. It's, it's, it's so much fun to think about it. Like I said, one of my, one of my big goals, um, with the whole DJing thing is I want to play, um, my dream is to one day play a big set at the B- the BFD Subsonic Tent because I that was the first place oh, that's I ever. That's an easy one, man. Uh, I don't know. It, it hasn't been easy, but it's like. Dude, we're, Live One Hundred Five is very supportive. But to get everybody to come out and do a big show, but it's like it's you one of those. Concentrate on it, bro. Yeah, it's like you I gotta juggle a lot of balls at the same time, but yeah. throw a couple up and, and that's, then dedicate. That's it what to I learned. Yeah, and so the big thing with that's the big thing I learned with. If you just get a little bit of traction, man, they'll they'll, yeah. they'll come knocking. That's something that I'd really love to do because and 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 that's the thing. It's like back to even to the success. Thing. I'm like, there's people who dream about like their level of success is playing EDC and playing yeah. the main stage at EDC. One of my bigger goals is to play the main stage at BFD, like a a one-off radio festival. Like that's like that's a big thing for me. Yeah. But that has significance to me because that was the first place I ever like really heard electronic music, and I was like, whoa, there's girls, there's whoa, there's cool music, there's yeah. lasers, there's all this crazy stuff. And then, Fun. um, it's like that. I don't know. It always seemed like it would be a really cool thing to do, but it's um. I think the key is to, I guess, focus on the present and be happy. I like so. it. Yeah, there's uh, someone, um, I guess to end this out too, I wanted to bring some attention to my newest project. I'm, yeah. I'm volunteering my time with the Pacifica Resource Center. Yes, yes, like yes. It's like a core agency. It's the only one in San Mateo County on the coast. And they're basically like the food bank, the shelter. They'll do your taxes if you need it. They'll help you pay PG&E if you want. But nice. um, I joined the board. So I've never been on a board before. I don't even know what that really means. But, you know, we meet, and it's, it's a lot of community members, individuals who are, like, already retired or, like, you know, ex-mayors or the police chief sits in on some meetings. So, like, I'm sitting at the table with these, like, very smart, very just, like, they have so much to offer, and they're choosing to kind of give back. And, you know, here I am at my age trying to give back. So I always ask them, like, you know, what brought you here? Because we have completely different stories, but we're sitting at the same table, and we're all trying to do some good. But one of them gave me advice. Uh, it's some philosopher. I got to look it up because it's been – he told me like two days ago. Uh, we were at a city council meeting. Um, but it was like there's a philosopher who talked about like if people are too concentrated on the past and the future, like the present doesn't exist because you're just repeating the same mistakes as the last yeah. generation. So that's like something like, you know, in my little virtual to-do list in the back of my mind. Yeah. Like, <laughs> let's try to figure out more about that. Like, yeah, you can't overthink things. You can't underthink things. But just, just, just stop for a little bit like unplug like we were talking about and just enjoy the moment enjoy that you were able to shoot that enjoy that you you know eventually you want to work towards yeah you know interviewing specific people or doing specific events but you can't spread yourself too thin so you kind of just stay in your lane and you work exactly. it as you go and uh you know luckily i've been able to achieve a lot in a short time and i'm trying to make a big impact because you know we're not really here for that long and 
some people are just sitting on their ass, but it's like, dude, I, that's such a weird life to me. Like, what do you want to do? Like, yeah. just like just fucking do it. Just decide. Yeah. Stop getting advice from your friends. Stop listening to your parents. Like, just what do you want to do? Just take the first step. You don't have to see the whole staircase. Like, I tell people that when they're starting their own business. Like, well, what if I do this? What if I, what if I, like, dude, just take the first step. Like, you want to start your own business. Like, what do you have to do? Okay, I have to go to Redwood City and get the paperwork for an LLC. Okay, can you drive to Redwood City? Yeah. Do you have a car? Yeah, okay. So I'll give you a couple days, check back in with me. We're not going to talk about your marketing. We're not going to talk about your social media, your website. Like, just take that first step. You don't have to see the whole staircase. So, yeah. Like, that's one of like my favorite like little inspirational quotes that I you know I've saved off of Instagram. Yeah, so, I like that. But yeah, definitely want to bring attention to the Pacific Resource Center. You're gonna hear a lot more about that in the coming weeks. I don't know how quick your turnaround time is here, but I, I'll get this. I know up Kevin's on week. fire. He's gonna be editing like so many things <laughs> before we go to Seattle. But yeah, well, we have an event coming up August 20th. So if if at all possible this can get out before that, I want to encourage people to just um, you know, I might just go dark and just everything be Snapchat. Because I feel like I feel like that's the future too, and it's it's really easy just to update people quick about what we're doing. Yeah, it's, and how it's we're a nice it. little so tool. Yeah, that that might be a social experiment. People are gonna want to know what's going on, but I'll just go ahead and tell you right here. Like, I can't just update everything while I'm working, so I might just concentrate on one and just go, and then you know that's a good content builder too, and everyone's betting on it. Yeah. parents are already there. It's happening. Nice. So, um, yeah, Pacific Resource Center is huge. Uh, you're more than welcome to come into Breakers. I owe you, I owe you some pancakes. All right, no worries. Sounds good. Um, BarryBandstand.com, <laughs> please check that out and continue to support Shameless Media because I think this kid's come a long way and now he's a grown man. And he's, uh, <laughs> yeah, like I said, we're all going to want to work for him soon. So it's <laughs> better, it's that, better to talk to Jared now before he sees through, <laughs> sees through your fakeness. Like, bro, I've been down since Project 143. <laughs> like, no, like... If you weren't at the tent, you don't know. <laughs> if you weren't at the tent, you don't know. That yeah. I'm fucking using that. And the fact that I love the fact that even at the shows that I see you at, I'll get a little buzz on my phone and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that's like Snapchat. a thing. And, and, and I'll get a, I'll Snapchat, get a little buzz. Dude. I'll get a Snapchat and then I'll just there'll be a heart and it'll just say P143. Yeah, are we saving those? Have you seen screenshots? Oh, yeah. Okay. I screenshot those. Yeah, yeah they're you. amazing. Yeah, I saw you at the little envy. No, and then, yeah, under oath. And under oath. I always, I always see you checking your phone. I was like, why is this phone on his phone? <laughs> but now we know it's because he's editing his shit. He's working. So I'm generally editing or I'm texting that. someone or and figuring out coordinating something or um, I was probably talking to my girlfriend at some yeah. point. You're in, not, in between you're, there, you're I'm probably not on Tinder something. anymore. No, so I am not. I'm proud of you. No, I'm not. Um, I dropped that a long time ago. But yeah, thank you for doing this, man. I <laughs> Dude, appreciate thank you. This up. was fucking great. That was awesome. Dude. I'm so glad because we, we were talking about doing it for so long. And yeah. We finally got it done. And see, action. Yes. No more ideas. It's all about execution. Yes. I've literally made a list of other people. You were on the list as well, and before I could even contact you, you contacted me like, hey, I'm going to yeah, do you want to do this. Yeah, let's make it happen. Yeah, and so I'm actually, I've got a list of different podcast guests from local bands from, I kind of I kind of made this little list just as the as last night. I made a list of local artists, influencers, uh, such as yourself. I feel like we got the same the list, so I think we need to talk yeah. off camera and about then, making some shameless and, and yeah. bandstand babies. And then kind of my like dream list of bands. So I yeah. listed like the bands that are from the Bay Area, but they're like the Metallicas, the Green Days. Yeah. Just like, and just put that off in the corner like, one day, That's maybe we carrot. could do that. Because they're in the Bay Area, and that'll be cool. Yeah. Like, Carlos Santana's from here. Like, yeah. uh, like fucking, I just named any time I hear about something like that, Third Eye Blind And you might here. just run into him at a bar. Yeah, like, and you totally Trey could. Cole has been like two like two bars away from me, and I was like too nervous <laughs> to go over there. But like, and what are we going to say? Like, hey, can we do a quick podcast? <laughs> like, yeah. You know, like, but you know, you got to be prepared, so ha- have that plan. Plans, yeah. goals, deadlines, as my dad likes to say. All right. So we'll end it on that. Thank you very much, Thank man. you very much, dude. It was awesome. You got to wave to them, too. 
Bye. Sweet.